0: Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas. You go to stores, you go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word Christmas. It says happy Holidays. I say where's Christmas? It says happy holidays. Tell my wife, where's Christmas? You don't see Merry Christmas anymore, right? I want to see Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Remember the expression Merry Christmas. You don't see it. you don't see it. you don't see it anymore. You don't see the word Christmas. You go to stores, you go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word. You don't see the word. You go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word Christmas. You go to stores, you go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word you don't see the word. You go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word Christmas. You go to stores, you go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word you don't see the word. It says happy holidays. All over. I say, Where's Christmas? I say, where's Christmas? It's more complicated out
1: here. These are flurbos. Do you understand what two humans can accomplish with 3,000 of these? Oh, uh, what? An entire afternoon at Blips and Chips! <laughs> oh, this place is the best. It's got beer, games, prizes, and you can never tell what time it is. You sold a gun to a murderer so you could play video games? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you spend all day shuffling words around, you can make anything sound bad, Morty. Here, check this out.
2: Roy, what's wrong?
3: I had a nightmare. I was with an old man. He put a helmet on me. It's
4: just a
5: fever. Get some sleep. I don't want you missing school on Monday. I want you kids to look around you today and think about your future. Now is the time in your life when anything is possible.
1: Spiraling perfectly. It's going to be caught by Roy Parsons. Roy Parsons is at the 20. Now he's at the 10. Nothing can stop Roy the Rocket. Touchdown!
5: I just think it's time to get realistic. Have you talked to my father
6: about the carpet store? Roy?
3: Had <sighs> we caught it sooner... Well, hindsight is twenty-twenty, Roy. What's important is that we move quickly. I'm not ready to die.
5: You're not going to. Yeah!
2: Yeah! yeah! Hey, thanks
1: for the carpet, Roy.
7: You pull
2: those Persian off-white shacks for the clearance sale? Whoa!
1: Shit! Shit. Oh. Oh, what the hell? Whoa, whoa, where am I? Fifty-five what the years, hell? not bad, Morty. You, you kind of wasted your thirties though with that whole bird-watching phase. Where, where, where's my wife? Morty, you were just playing a game. It's called Roy. Snap out of it. Come on. I'm Morty. You're Rick. Hey, you sold a gun to a guy that kills people. Look at this. You beat cancer and then you went back to work at the carpet store? Boo. Don't dodge the issue, Rick. Selling a gun to a hitman is the same as pulling the trigger. It's also the same as doing nothing. If Crumbopulous Michael wants someone dead, there's not a lot anyone can do to stop him. That's why he does it for a living. Now excuse me, it's time to thrash your Roy score. You know, you could stop this killing from happening, Rick. You know, you did a bad thing selling that gun, but you could undo it if you wanted. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the difference between you and me, Morty. I never go back to the carpet store. Holy shit! This guy's taking Roy off the grid! This guy doesn't have a social security number for Roy!
8: Abs and a six pack! Abs and a six pack! This is a new live son of a bitch! This is lit, 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 lit!
1: Kids, don't be bad outside my store! I keep a nice store! Give it up, old man! We're just cool, bad kids doing young stuff! Shh. <laughs> you guys want to do more skateboard moves? Which ones? The rad ones, that's which. How are you, kids? Did you know your grandpa's trying to get your attention? Yeah, yeah, screw off, weirdo. Grandson, What? what what's that mean? He's one of those cult people. They worship some psycho named Roy that says he's everybody's grandpa. So what do you want to do today? Eat some snacks and maybe let me kiss you finally? You know, with my mouth and stuff? This is going on right now. L- let's go check it out. Oh, jeez. C- come on, f- just for fun, you know? No, that's not what I'm... You guys keep thinking I'm a religious leader. This isn't a religion. This is actual truth. I'm a scientist in real life, but this isn't real life. This is a video game. You, you you, at least understand that much, right?
2: This is a video game?
1: But you said I'm your grandson! I'm saying everyone is. Everyone here. Everyone in this world but me. You're all my grandson. Your name is Morty. You're stuck in a video game, and I'm here to get you out. What about me? Am I your grandson? I just said everyone is! Wow. Incredible. Okay, okay but don't react like that. It's not a religion. This is what is happening. You and me and your sister are at an arcade called Blips and Chips. It's been taken over by terrorists, the power went out, the game restarted, and your identity has been splintered into all the non-player characters. So I jacked in as Roy, that's the player character, to get you, my grandson Morty, out of the game before it's over and you die. Okay, question over here. Am I your grandson? Jesus, yes! Every single one of you is one five billionth of Morty. All of you, collectively, are Morty.
9: It's twelve twenty one twenty two, and this is another new live son of a bitch here with Sir a One Sauce, aka Atzoon on Noagin Social. What's going on, buddy?
10: Hey man, I'm just wrapping presents. I'm trying to get ready and get caught up for the year end to, to be approachable. So uh, I'm just kind of hanging out to the end of the day and just trying to get my relax on. How about nice. you? Nice.
9: Uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing. That's um. Yeah, it's Christmas time. People are doing Christmas things. Uh, there's Chris. There's there's jingles and bingles and human and humanity is coming together to save capitalism, like yes. we do every year. Oh yes,
10: yes, to to give it a reason to exist. And
0: I love Christmas.
9: That's so funny. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but. Uh, you, I, I pulled that intro because you brought up the universal consciousness, uh, cons or not universally necessarily, but the idea that the human race is one collective conscious at least. You, yeah, brought, I, and you I brought think up, that it, you brought it up in relation to that Rick and Morty episode where Morty's stuck in the game Roy as all the characters. Right.
10: Yeah. Um. Uh. This is a. This is kind of like a something I've been kind of working on it in my mind for a little bit in terms of like an idea that I'm letting kind of mature before I record an episode on the on the topic itself, which is like a, a universally pervasive consciousness like through everything. Like not just humans, but well mostly humans because at least we can get feedback from humans, but like universal consciousness through through everything, that like, that like there is a, a a singular consciousness that's pervasive through all what appears to be separate entities. So uh, and then this Rick and Morty episode, like I was rewatching the season because I was like, usually I do that at least like after the first or after the season's over for that season, then I'll rewatch it again because there's so much I know I missed in terms of the story arc. And that episode, episode three was one and here in the most recent season six was one that was just like, what? My ears just really perked up again. I'm like, yeah. I started listening to that and I was like, man, they, <laughs> you know, these guys are are, are uh, in terms of like philosophical uh, concept you know uh display uh they're pretty deep actually for an adult cartoon so uh i mean and i know they tie it into a more lighter subject matter of like being in a video game but uh but it's still like it it's like a city that gets planted in the mind you know so it's kind of like it's a fun topic to springboard off of and i've I've already been natively thinking about it for a while before it stood out so
9: yeah i I I guess and I'm just noticing now this is the first time I'm looking at your clip list and I can see you have like a bunch of the same uh, <laughs> we've pulled a bunch of the same source material so that's good we're we're, <laughs> we're cool. on the same wavelength um yeah but yeah I, I guess the first experience I had of that was like um like a ego death experience and that like the afterglow of that experience where you feel like you are everyone around you um mm-hmm. uh lasted a couple of weeks but I didn't have the um any concept or or backstory there ahead of time to maybe make it make sense. And so I just thought I was insane for a long time. And then discovering uh, that actually, you know, this has been talked about for thousands of years and finding people like uh, Alan Watts and Ram Dass and McKenna, like, break these ideas down, was made me just like, oh, shit. It's like, not only am, like, it's like, this is not a unique experience to me that, like, you know, you everybody on one level is the same person or the same being. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you definitely have that, like they call it Satori, I guess the feeling of it's all one for sure.
10: Yeah, totally. I mean, I've, I've had that, that feeling before too. And you know, it's, it kind of, it comes on and then it dims and then sometimes it comes back. And, um, and, and so just like being able to to like, you know, I've had my own experiences back earlier uh, and, um, you know, probably starting when I was 19-ish or so. Um, and uh, uh, just abstract thought, really. And um, and uh, it being able to bring something back from, you know, one of those um, types of uh, experiences, because it's really difficult, right, because it's such a fluid moment. And uh, so actually attaching a label usually is very, very difficult because, you know, the totality of it was was dynamic so how do you describe something that's dynamic with static words you know it's like it doesn't it's a hard medium to like give description to without going unendingly like too long it's like um but uh but yeah those guys break it down uh i thought that uh that the the vehicle of the idea was was nestled within the episode of rick and morty and um and then there's like some things too that you know there's there's different scripture verses um uh, i only know of one really kind of off the top that that is completely um in alignment with with how this concept is and what i feel it is that you know we're all experiencing whether we're aware of it or not and um you know it's just something that uh you know sometimes you got to have some parts that are off and some parts that are on in order to have a, to see like the distinction and then, like, it just, it's something that just kind of changes over time. You know, some people, uh, become aware of it and some people, you know, maybe it dims like you had in your experience. But I mean, I wouldn't say it's crazy. Uh, um, I think it's a kind of a beautiful thing that unfolds before us, but, well, not but, but, and but also, yeah. Ass. Um, <laughs> so, um, it's just, uh, I think, I don't know. It's just something that I'm kind of, what I, what I'm enjoying doing at this stage in my life is to just kind of document, uh, or try to write down or narrate, uh, you know, description of what I'm, you know, the, the imaginations that are running through my head. Because it's like, you know, I sometimes think that it's, it's not my imagination. Like I'm just kind of like a TV and there's a signal that's coming through and, you know, and that's, that, that's the picture that I see whenever I'm daydreaming or something. It's like, it's not necessarily my, my brain at work. It's just like tuning into a signal. And, uh, and so like, it's, I like it's writing too things uni- down.
9: It's way too universal of a experience to, to be, um, you know, just like some kind of, um, hallucination or, or vision. It's not like, that's like kind of what I was getting at is it's like, it's not like unique to the individual. Anybody can have that experience theoretically and people have for a long time. Um, yes. Now if servo yeah. in that's the, the chat. Beautiful thing. Servo in the chat is asking if you know about Indersnet. I think that's what he said. What do you call EndersNet. it? Indersnet.
10: Yeah, actually net. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. I I did talk about um briefly uh net in an episode that I did. Um, and um, um I'm not like An episode really of the spoken, first well. yes, the spoken Word? Yes, on The Spoken Word podcast. Available at thesource.io. Correct. And it's it's narrated by A1 Schloss himself. So
2: wow.
10: um, <laughs> I think that one, Indersnet, was on, on one titled uh Moksha. And um but that one yeah, I, I haven't gone too deep into Indersnet, but I'm you know, I read the the basic cliff notes of it and uh, and it's it's a beautiful concept too. And it's a, something that you can look at kind of in reality, like if you had that set up kind of like in the morning and when the when it's just the sun's just rising and the dew on the grass is there like not now but in the springtime or something like that in the summer and uh and you see all the the beads of water on the on the blades of grass and they all reflect off of each other and it's like uh you know looking at one and you can find pictures online it's like a, a picture of infinity so just on that one bead on the grass so Internet's net's kind of like that kind of concept where it's a, a beautiful representation of a higher level of Higher order thinking or construct that we attribute to, you know, God or the gods or however it is you want to describe that something that's above us that we're part of.
8: There is no God. No God. No God. No God. No God. Oh.
9: <laughs> Thanks, Hulk. There's Hulk Hogan there. <laughs> um, I I pulled a clip uh, real quick of it's one minute. It's Alex Jones on the human species hive mind.
8: Okay. We're made the image of our creator. Our brain is able to tune into the lowest dimension, the highest dimension. Humans are basically really powerful creatures that can live right close to suns. They're highly radioactive. Nothing else can live that's close. We have very short lives because we're like a hive organism that actually lives second to second in the space-time continuum. It's like 100 years. It's a second. And we transmit our data up. To be able to live next to like these stargate jump gates that are, that are suns. So because we live so close to these suns, we only have like milliseconds to be alive. So we're actually a hive organism that keeps transmitting up to the next species in our, in our, in our hierarchical system and then down below us. So we're alive right now in this continuum and we're trying to progress and, and, and make things better. And the elites are trying to make sure that we don't dial into that incredible knowledge we've got as a species and basically die as a species so that we're not competitors on the next level, as the Bible says, of the interdimensional plane.
9: There you go.
10: I love that. Yeah, I wonder if – like, you know how – you know, the way he describes it, you would think that there's a level of consciousness in plants as they grow up and then we eat the plants or they are animals that eat the plants and we eat the animal. But it's the same kind of thinking. It's like the sun that's coming up through the plant and its energy and uh, its consciousness. I mean, I guess there's maybe some d- weird level of consciousness in a plant like Alex Jones I, is describing I, as – I used us to
9: I used to think that was all hippy dippy nonsense, but I mean, there's something about mushrooms that make the plants, I mean, and the trees especially, just grow in front of your eyes and dance to the music you're listening to, and you feel an energy off of them for sure.
10: Yeah, and and, and you know what's interesting about about mushrooms or LSD, I was doing a an essay on and doing some research, and that those uh those substances, you know, their chemical whatever it is, it basically the effect of like. They did MRIs, functional MRIs, I think, which is measurement of blood flow, and it it actually decreases blood flow like around the brain. Uh, not that, that it's bad, like you are six eating or something like that, but I mean, it's like it's it's not as it's 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 like the filters are kind of dialed back, and and it, it kind of it's an interesting. You think there'd be more activity in the brain on something like that, since you like you're you think you're seeing something that's not there, and so like you're in hyperdrive or something, and when really it's like it's it's less activity, which is kind of antithetical right. to, like, how you think it'd work. And it's like, so you're actually
9: getting... It's getting rid of the parts of your brain that block the shit out that you normally don't have the capability to notice.
10: Right, it gets rid of the filters. So you get more yeah. of, like, the pure, like, what reality is, like, what's going on kind of behind the scenes a little bit, but there's still filters there. So <laughs> so uh, it's like taking a peek on the inside of the, the magic.
9: Yeah, yeah. It, I know. that's. I think that's exactly what it is. And I also... The implication that what Alex Jones was saying there was about this idea that the, the, the Earth is like an egg and the human race is a collective hive mind species that is working towards a goal of ascending to a higher plane. And so what would that look like? I mean, obviously, it's just theoretical, but if the entire human race achieves the goal that we're going towards, then do we is the next level where just all our collective memories as a species throughout his- the history of the human race are just compa- compacted into one person or one entity on the, on like a higher plane. So uh, how does that work? I don't know. It's all, it's all kind of a uh, thought experiments and just fascinating ideas more than anything you can nail down as a, uh, cause that's how you start a religion is when you start like actually lock, trying to lock in exactly how things work.
10: Yeah. Um, and so – and I've thought about um, – well, actually, I wanted to – I had a couple of things I was thinking of that, like, my mind was like, take a note for that, what you were just saying. There was actually also an episode on Jones. It was an October 12th episode of this year. And, man, that one was shot out of the park. And I actually recorded, but I forgot to clip clip it down a little bit for us. But uh, that one's like – it's a, it's the very beginning of the show, so you don't have to really scrub too much to find it. But uh, it's a fire episode, man. It's like uh, he goes deep spiritually and um, it's worth it's worth a listen in terms of like also describing uh, like what we're up against in terms of like what we perceive as this odd, um, this, 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 this international corporate kind of uh, saddling of like controlling governments. So it's kind of like, so.
9: Is that on here? I was looking for it. I'm not.
10: Um. No, I don't think so. I think I forgot oh, to okay. that. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And I should have just. I, I think I had something, and I was gonna uh, name the clips like AJ, and then like O one and O two. But uh, I think all those are all of those are Watts clips. And um,
9: did you want me to? Uh, did you want? While we're, before we get too far away from the uh, the Roy thing, did you want to play any of these Roy clips? Oh we yeah. Saw, we kind of started um, off with the uh, the original opening. Yeah. Yeah, which was you're all migrants.
1: <laughs> yeah, even me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah,
10: yes, yes. And don't think it like and don't don't go like go. Oh, wow! Don't do that. Don't do that. You're it's not a religion. It's not a religion. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's a, yeah. That's works. a thing. Yeah,
9: I'm um, not. uh Let's see oh, I Oh, here we go. <laughs>
2: a 14 year old boy in a video
1: game yeah look I feel like every time I explain this I lose followers but this isn't a religion and while I do have a message from a world beyond this one and I do need the entire world to hear my message what I do not need is any more songs about it not in this genre I'm an old school hip hop man and no that's not an invitation for you to try it because I'm just going to say it we're missing the mark on diversity
9: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what you're not seeing in the, uh, as an audio listener is everybody dressed and looking like Morty. I, I I was really um, it's funny on when I was on Bulls with Buds we were talking about the Roy concept and it was like a week later this episode came out. I love I loved the concept of the the whole Roy video game because there you're right there is such there's some Rick and Morty stuff that's like way more high concept than pretty much anything other than maybe South Park. But sci-fi wise. Like Futurama did some stuff, but I, I've never considered it as um, well thought out as Rick and Morty.
10: Yeah. And Rick and Morty, it, it's almost, it's like surgical sometimes. It's like, it's such a, like, it's a little nugget of, of a, a topic kind of that they kind of plant, And sometimes they come back around to it and, um, and then develop it. But, uh, it's like sometimes they're just so, it's so sharp. There's a lot to, kind of like mine out of each episode almost in ways that's like Mm -hmm. um, and I could you know that's kind of like real real nerding out on on a show or something like that and you actually like make a show about talking about each episode or something which is like real geeky I guess but uh, (laughs) I would I would probably do it with that one if I was going to do one show in my entire life where I would actually sit there and dissect it and and chronologize it then I would probably pick that show because it's like I don't know. It, vib- it vibrates with me. It's really, you know, like the writing and the and the language is real nasty and stuff like that. But it's 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 like kid humor, you know, like young teenage years humor, kind of in a way. And I mean, I know it's it's definitely an adult cartoon, but um, you know, it's what you would have wanted to see when we were thirteen. You know? <laughs>
9: so yeah. Um, I mean it's uh, it's a little more high concept than something like Aqua Teen Hunger Force or something for sure.
10: True. Yeah, or um, what was that one with the Bob's Burgers?
9: Yeah.
10: Um, I mean which is good. Both are like both Bob's great burgers.
9: shows. But yeah, they're yes. they're not like the they don't get your noggin churning.
10: Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Um let's see. And that's the kind of the thing, like the the, the, the whole show with with, with Morty being like all the roy's or whatever, and like in like the, all of the non-playable characters in that episode in the video game, they all uh, um, like his uh, Morty's consciousness was like infused through all of them. Okay, and so and then so the grandpa in the show, and this is massive spoiler alerts, spoiler alerts. I did this backwards, so and uh, but. It, you know, he's trying to, like, wake everybody up so he can pull all the consciousness out of all the MPZs, which combined creates the full consciousness of Morty. Right. And pull it back out into this other reality above and uh, in order to deal with uh, the situation they're having at hand there. So there's a different thing going on there. So um, and it's like, why not? Uh, I mean, if you think about just uh, having the human experience in general. It's kind of like at times, you know, I know some people will don't, uh, you know, they just go about their lives. Right. And they, they don't want to, you know, they, they just do the things they have to do in order to make a paycheck, in order to get food, in order to have a comfortable lifestyle and enjoy things and hobbies and things like that. Uh, but like just taking a moment sometimes just to realize that we're having a conscious experience with a body that can manipulate our surroundings is pretty amazing. And, um, and so uh, when, when, you, when you start thinking about religion, I guess, which is, to me, it's a crust of what the more um, tangibly accessible uh, type of information, having a personal relationship of, uh, with, with a higher power. You know, I don't even know what I would call it. You know, you'd call it God, you can call it all the different names, but it's having a, a tangible relationship with a higher power or a higher ordered construct or something that's just bigger than yourself as part of a fabric of a continuum and, and reality that it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's pretty, you know, it can be, it's pretty, it's humbling to me. It's humbling. Uh, it's, it's amazing to show you the scale of, of what existence is and what's possible. And we are just like, our eyelids are just basically starting to like open up from a, a natal state at this point in terms mm-hmm. of like what our potential is as humanity. And then also um, what the human experience will be like, because it's changed radically in a thousand years, many times over. <laughs> I mean, we've had, and you could argue had, like
9: humanity's still in the womb technically, right? Like, yeah, if, if earth is yeah. the womb and you're talking about three days, 3d space or like astral space, yeah. either way. Yeah. We we're pretty much still like, on the egg or in the egg, yeah,
10: and 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 that's it's a it just kind of uh, reminded me of a, a beautiful way of describing um, the higher power or God, like in terms of uh, in terms of what it is. It's it's uh, I can't remember if this is a Buddhistic uh, type of uh, a, a saying or writing or something like that, but that the but that what that is that that God or you know having a relationship it's it's also called the unborn one where it's it's a god that can't die cuz it's never been born yet it's like the beginning Whoa. is the end the end is the beginning it's like you know and it's it's continuously like in all of us in, in and in a way um but and where I mean, like where would that exist? it would be uh, some sort of like you said a, a fetal environment a cocoon um something like that where it's getting its it's care externally infused into it all the time. And, um, and that's what, you know, you have, it, you have an egg that's been fertilized. You know, that's what brings forth life. You know, it's from the, a combination of all these outside elements into one spot. And then, like, poof, you know, suddenly... I mean, you know, we we're like we can definitely tell. Yes, the sperm gets into the egg, and then they the things combine, and then they have this the DNA, and they separate, and the chromosomes get all paired up and lined up with their cards real well, and the dealer starts you know throwing out playing blackjack and stuff like that, and and uh, it's like uh, we can watch all these steps up to the point where it's it birthed, but we don't know why DNA is written the way it is, um, so and what makes it. So unique, but yet so comp- like almost identical in some ways with like plant matter, like they do a DNA analysis in terms of how the profiles line up, and we 're like identical in ninety percent of ways to like things that don't look like humans like they 're just uh, different kinds of of life, uh, whether that be plant or animal or, or insect i don 't know, but there's a lot of overlap in terms of what life is constructed from with DNA, and um, it's like I don't know where I was going with that, but I mean it's pretty it's pretty amazing just to take a moment once.
9: Yeah. Did you wanna cause I have okay, I've some that kind of leads into some stuff I have, but do you want to get through the rest of these Roy clips, the Rick and Morty Roy clips first? Or I'm not sure how um, you wanted to
10: Yeah, why don't we just why don't we just organically go with what you were thinking and uh what what you were uh something reminded you of something you had some clips. Go ahead and flow into that.
9: Okay, well I have uh, I'm sure you know who Ram Dass is. Yeah. I'll just play the backgrounder on him and, and uh, I don't know, be, this will be, this is like a long chunk here, but it does have to do with, uh, well, I'll, yeah, I'll just play, well, just in case anybody doesn't know. Born in has.
11: 1931 to a wealthy, prominent Jewish family outside Boston, Richard Alpert was the youngest of three boys, precocious, and everyone agreed the star of the family.
9: This is Oprah talking about Rhonda.
11: <laughs> from Oprah.
9: the Oprah Winfrey yeah, Network.
11: Yeah, she's the best. (laughs) At 27, Richard was an assistant professor of psychology at Harvard University and had all trappings of big success. A corner office, golf outings, extravagant vacations. In 1959, a young professor named Timothy Leary moved into the office next door. He was brilliant, charismatic, and believed mind-expanding psychedelic drugs could be used in psychological treatment, a theory that also intrigued Richard Alpert.
7: One of the dramatic characteristics of the psychedelic experience is you start to have this dissociative experience of where all that you become is awareness, is a point of awareness. That's all that's left.
11: The professors tested this theory on students and were famously fired from Harvard for their research in 1963. That's when Richard realized he needed to follow an entirely different path to enlightenment, and it led him to India. It was there he met Maharaji, who became his guru, or spiritual guide, and taught him the power of unconditional love. Richard returned to Boston, renamed Ram Dass, which means Ram Servant G. of God, with a new sense of purpose, to teach a generation a lesson he learned in the East, to live in the moment. I am without
7: form, without limit, beyond space,
11: beyond time. And he wrote his classic best-selling book, Be Here Now. Over the next two decades, he decided to dedicate his life to serving others, continued writing, and taught around the world.
9: One of my buddies was on acid one time, and he found that book on my shelf, Be Here Now, and he started flipping through mm-hmm. it while he was tripping, and he got mad yeah. at me that I'd never told him about that book before. It was like oh, freaking Lord. him out how much it nails it. <laughs> like the, uh, the experience, I had that one, yeah. That's a great book. Um, I like the drawings and stuff. It's fun.
10: Yeah, when I've, I when I had a uh, I had a, a a business. It was a meditation lamp business that was extremely 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 short lived. Like, I most of the, the entire year lease of the office space that I had had for, it, which was a small a small office space, but um, mm-hmm. it, it was like it it was open for like um, six weeks, and then like uh, I was completely derailed because other things required my attention to a large degree. And right. so it just basically went under but uh but I had that book by him be here now and um i didn 't read all of it um but uh but I did flip through it, and uh, it definitely has a lot of pictures and stuff like that, and it 's pretty cool, and it would be definitely worth rereading again now, especially now i think
9: yeah i've i 've read it like uh at least two or three times, and it 's always i 'm always like, oh yeah, it nails it, and then there's it just makes he 's Oh, Rami D. He's so good at uh, putting things into words that you've already uh, kind of experienced. But he tells this story and um, his clips are long, so pause me at any time. But sure. he oh, yeah. he uh, he tells this story of when he him and Timothy Leary were became drinking buddies when they worked at Harvard. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was you know, he had like his private uh, plane and he had his you know, in a fancy boat and a Mercedes Benz and all this stuff. And he was, you know, the talk of the town at Harvard. And, but he was like, he, he realized that it's just like everything that he thought would fulfill him wasn't fulfilling him. And him and Leary ended up, Leary started telling him about these mushrooms he tried in Mexico. And so then one day he goes over to Timothy Leary's house and tries like synthetic psilocybin in pill form. And this, uh, have you, I don't know if you've heard this before, but this, his story of kind of what happens is what caused him to, um, And it's it's kind of a it's a like I said a universal experience, but uh, people like intellectuals like this. The nice thing is they can put it into words more beautifully than the average uh, hippie that does acid or whatever peyote. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So this is um, this is the first part of his story of what happened the first time he ever tripped at uh, Leary's house.
7: And when I got back in the spring, one night on the night of a large snowstorm. I was invited over to Timothy's house. I was visiting my parents in this suburb near Timothy, about a few blocks away. And I walked a few blocks to uh, ingest psilocybin, the synthetic of the Mexican mushrooms. And then I went off into the living room by myself. And this is the report of that uh, few moments at that point. But now a few hours later I had gone off by myself to reflect upon these new feelings and senses. A deep calm pervaded my being. The rug crawled and the pictures smiled, all of which delighted me. Then I saw a figure standing about eight feet away where a moment before there had been no one. I peered into the semi-darkness and recognized none other Than myself, in cap and gown and hood as a professor. It was as if that part of me which was Harvard professor had separated or dissociated itself from me. Well, I thought, I worked hard to get that status, but I don't really need it. So it's over there and I'm over here, so I'll give it up. I won't get frightened. Okay. Again I settled back into the cushions, but at that moment the figure changed. Again I looked, leaned forward, straining to see. Ah, me again. But now it was that aspect of me which was the social cosmopolite. Okay, so that goes too, I thought. Again and again the figure changed and I recognized over there all the different aspects I knew to be me cellist, pilot, etc. With each new presentation, I again and again reassured myself that I didn't need that anyway. Then I saw the figure over there become that in me which was Richard Alpert-ness. That is, the basic social identity by which I had always acknowledged my existence. Sweat broke out on my forehead. I wasn't at all sure I could do without being Richard Alpert. Did that mean I'd have amnesia? Was that what this drug that this madman had given me was going to do? Would it be permanent? Should I call Tim? What the hell? I'll give up being Richard Alpert. I can always get a new social identity. At least I have my body. But
9: I spoke too soon. So I think that's, um, so far a, <clears throat> a pretty, uh, a pretty, like, like I said, universal experience of, you know, your first, uh, ego death, or at least getting on the verge of it.
10: That should be transcribed for Arrowhead for sure as a trip report. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, because, you know, the way he describes it, I mean, you can just imagine it if you've been there. So, yeah. um, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, in terms of just like what you think you know, you know i mean and, and uh and and uh and the, all these different layers of the onion that you peel back you know more and more and more and more until you get to that to that center point where um there is a nugget there, you know, and an onion there's usually not, but there is a nugget there, but it's ethereal, you can't see it with your eyeballs um but it's a it's like it's a consciousness, it's consciousness. Period, yeah. and um, and that's what you know. That's what I imagine. That's what I imagine that, like, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, like, that's what that's what the higher order construct or like the pinnacle of it's it's of of what a god of what god might experience. And I know again, it's like some people say you can't even it's it's a uh, uh, blasphemous to even try to consider or conceive of what what. That might be from a human perspective, right? But it's like it's uh, but some of the most beautiful artwork has come from moments that glean or rhyme of that, anyway. So, um, like just like like cathedrals and things like that, but um, yeah, but um, I guess what I'm getting at is, is like is it's just what what, it, what the what the godhead is or what god is in general, period, it's consciousness, it's it's an awareness. Uh, and what that word awareness can be used to describe all the different kinds of senses that one might have as well in terms of just, you know, touch and, uh, you know, taste and um, smell and sights and hearing and um, all the different balance like senses and pressure senses and like and it goes for all the different type of sensory receptors even from plants and everything because it's like like here we are when it comes down to it like we were just uh there's a, a new uh show on Netflix newer that's narrated by Morgan Freeman called I think it's called our universe but oh yeah, yeah. he does it you know the, the the ideas that they present every time off,
9: like, I explain something I earn a freckle <laughs>
10: Some people liked it when I brought in a, a rock hammer to. I can't even remember his name now. I've been in this place so long. Oh, fuck it. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, he it, it describes like, We were all just dust that basically became solid uh, from things that were set in motion from the blast of a supernova star. You know, billions of years away in terms of like just the movement, the energy itself of the universe as it. As it, uh, you know, went through inflation and then went through condense, condensation periods, and uh, where things had time to cool off a little bit and solids formed and all that kind of stuff, and 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 some people may or may not believe that. I, I think that, you know, that the the scientific aspect of it, which is kind of like really analytical, is like the left logic processing side uh, result of the brain, and then you have like the mythological portion of the Bible or other creationism stories um, that, that kind of reflect more of like um, legend and mythology and, and things that go back eons. And, and there's that kind of artistic vein to it too. And I think that you, they're both right. It's just that there's a combination of it in a way that spans time that we just can't even comprehend and We don't even. We're just scratching the surface of it, really. See, this is all we can just see at this point. So I'm sure there's an edge to the to the visible universe so far that we can see just with the cosmic microwave background radiation. So, um, you You don't think it's infinite?
9: Well, like in Minecraft, when the further you walk, it just generates more world forever. It could. It totally could because really the boundary of like
10: being generated is just because we're conscious and aware of looking for it. So you know, if you're looking for the edge, you know, I mean, there does, it, these things are so big. It, the only way for us to really test that theory is, is that we're going to have to learn how to way to jump, like bend space time you know, to, to move to different edges of what we know is what we think is the edge. And right. figure that out. But yeah, I mean, I know you're using the, the Minecraft analogy, but like in reality, I mean, who knows, who knows, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like let me see if I got a clip here that kind of kind of leads into something um okay yeah, play um play A W O 4 all arms and faces okay.
3: the poop that took a pee chapter 1 douglas had to poop
10: I'm
9: sorry that was morgan freeman <laughs> <laughs> no ned, ned put that in the chat <laughs> uh,
10: <laughs> it's inter- interdimensional cable
9: um it was alan watts' which number uh, Four. all arms four. and faces Perfect. in
12: man is also fundamental to the universe. It too is I and our eye is a special case of it coming out from the in quotes, central eye like so many tits from the belly of a sow it's... or so many spines from a sea urchin, so many legs from a spider. That is of course why the images of the Hindu gods are shown with many arms or many faces because it is saying that all arms are the arms of the divinity. All faces are its masks. So you see, there's really nothing to worry about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because the, the, the important you is perfectly indestructible. It's what there is.
9: It's what there is, man. Yeah, I got okay, well I have some stuff that is perfectly hand in hand with that. But I wanna build up to it, so I'm gonna well Oh yeah, actually, let me uh let me do the last the, the part two of the Ramdas's first trip on, on psilocybin. Oh, yeah. Yes. And but then after that he gets in uh well yeah, I'll just
7: At least I have my body. But I spoke too soon. As I looked down at my body for reassurance, I could see nothing below the kneecaps. And slowly, now to my horror, with my eyes wide open, I saw the progressive disappearance of limbs and then torso. Until all there was was the couch on which I had sat. This is usually known as a bad trip report. (laughs) A scream formed in my throat. I felt that I was dying since there was nothing in my universe that led me to believe in life after leaving the body. Doing without professorness or loverness or even richard alpertness was okay, but I certainly needed the body. Panic mounted, adrenaline shot through my system, my mouth became dry, but along with this, a voice sounded Inside what I don't know but inside an intimate voice asked very quietly and rather Jocularly it seemed to me considering how distraught I was But who's minding the store? When I could finally focus on the question which takes a while I Realized that though everything by which I knew myself Even my body and thus life itself as I knew it was was gone Still, I was fully aware. Not only that, but this aware I was watching the entire drama, including the panic, with calm compassion. Instantly, with this recognition, I felt a new kind of calmness, one of a profundity never experienced before. I had just found that I. Later, I called it a scanning device, a point, an essence. Place where I existed independent of social and physical identity. That which was I was beyond life and death and something else that I knew. It really knew it was wise rather than just knowledgeable. It was the voice inside that spoke truth. I recognized it, was one with it, and felt as if my entire life of looking to the outside world for reassurance was over. Now I need only look within to that place where I knew. Fear turned into exaltation. I ran out into the snow laughing. In a moment the house was lost from view, but it was all right because inside I knew. At about 5.30 I walked through the silent land a few blocks my heart full to overflowing with the joy of my newfound self. At my parents' home, I felt the urge to clear the walk as any good young tribal buck might. Happily, I set about the task. Then the upstairs window flew open and there were my parents. Come to bed, you idiot. Nobody shovels snow in the middle of the night. Ah, there was that external voice to which I had always listened. But what did the voice inside say? It said, it's okay to shovel snow, and it's okay to be happy. I laughed up at them, danced a bit of a jig, and returned to shoveling. When I looked again, they had closed the window, and behind it, they too were smiling. It's known as a contact high.
9: (laughs) So, uh, what's interesting is, obviously... um I, I like how I think, um, Ramdas and Alan Watts have both kind of covered it, the, the same concept in different ways, but the idea that, uh, you, you like highs have lows, especially when you're kind of using a cheat code like a psychedelic to get to that point. Um, and Ramdas tells the story of feeding his guru, like, you know, an obscene amount of LSD, something like that, even the most experienced people wouldn't take. And it had absolutely no effect on the, uh, on his on his guru maharaji whatever whatever his name was and uh yeah, he, and the- he tells him like basically he's like yeah you can you can meet i i might have the clip so I, maybe i shouldn't spoil it i can't remember if i have it or not but he's like yeah you can you can meet god with this stuff but you can only meet him for a couple hours it's better to be uh, uh have union with god um mm-hmm. just in everyday life it's right. like oh yeah but um yeah so this this I, I that was like um i guess i just had those as a setup because one thing John from John breaks bad news. And a couple other people have said is like, when you guys get into this type of shit on your show, I never have any idea what you're talking about. So you need to have like some a, a training wheels episodes. So that there's people like mm. me can follow what the hell you're talking about. So that, I kinda, yeah. that's why I kind of had yeah. such a build up to like, um, how Ramdas came to what he's talking about here. But he talks about the dial of consciousness, just how you were talking about a, a TV. Like you have, like you pick up a signal and, um, Ramdas talks about, uh, you know, your dial on TV, you you go to different channels, and these are, after like the first three superficial channels of seeing someone as, based on their personality or based on their status or based on their um, astral body, like if you believe in astrology, like, you know, Sagittarius or Cancer or Taurus or whatever, it's like those are like the superficial three channels, and then you turn the dial up further, and this is what you get. But
7: now you flip the dial once more, it starts to get interesting. Now if you flip the dial and look into another person's eyes you flip the dial inside your own being and look into another person's eyes what you see is another being looking back at you inside an astral configuration a personality and a body you in there? I'm in here how did you get into that one? And you see what the Christians call soul. You see another soul. You see another being, just like you. No different, just like you, just another being. And that you see that all the individual differences are all of the stuff in which this being is encased. Now, you could almost be comfortable with that one. But we, unfortunately, must flick the dial a few more times. I mean, I must take you the whole journey. You flick the next dial and what you see when you look into someone else's eyes is you see yourself looking at yourself, looking at yourself. Because on that plane, there is only one of it. It is one awareness that is in a multiplicity of forms. And finally, if you allow me to flick the dial just once more, if you haven't given up completely yet, you flip the dial once more and you disappear and I disappear and the dial disappears. And we're dealing with what the Buddhists call void or in the New Testament before the word that is before the vibratory uniqueness. Or why God is not able to be spelled in the Hebrew religion. It's unspeakable, unknowable, unseeable, unconceivable, inconceivable.
9: Inconceivable. I wish there was a way to get these. Uh, it's just so hard to find these like lectures without ambient background music. dude. Like, oh, yeah.
10: Yeah. Is that? And I, I'm subscribed to. Is that the one? Is that a clip from like YouTube or something? Or is that after podcast?
9: school? That's after school. If you ever the seen. Schoolhouse them. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, close all enough. That
10: music and the, it's you know, uh, not, yeah. After I'm school
9: kind of does like phone. really cool drawings during these, um, all these. They have all kinds of different people on there, like Jordan Peterson, Ramona. Oh and, really?
10: Okay, I'll have to check it out. Did they yeah, do that after, to all their episodes?
9: Yeah, yeah. It's it's called um, After School with a K, no no C H. I think. Okay. Yep. Yep. After. Yep. Yeah, they're on is YouTube. It- they're really good. They they have a lot of really good stuff. They did a really good one on mass formation psychosis and, uh, um, but yeah, it's like philosophy and um, political science, basically.
10: Right on. I sub. I hit, I smashed the sub button.
9: Nice. And um, so I'm. Uh, I, thought I I feel better about myself now. So. <laughs> um, All right. I got one more where that came from, and then I'm turning it back over to you. This is my. Uh, my last uh, Ram Dass clip other than some optional ones that I'm probably going to skip because I don't remember what they were. What those ones were.
7: I am the right. void who manifests as the one who becomes the many who has a unique set of factors to work out through a unique astral, psychological, and physical body. That's what I'm doing on Earth. I have taken a body to do certain work and when I finish that work I will drop that body. We are dealing here with the issues of karma and reincarnation. Now in the West after the councils of Trent, Constantinople and Nicaea anywhere from about 200 to 500 AD, these ideas were roughly thrown out of Christianity. Because they didn't make the church a workable situation. Because when you had reincarnation and karma, every human being became their own priest. Because it was between you and God. And for the church to keep its own control and see its function as keeping people morally living properly, it had to get rid of those concepts.
9: Yeah. Well, I didn't a, know. I don't a, know. I'm not sure how true that is, but because I didn't bother to fact check that. But the idea that the early Christian Church had reincarnation, kind of as a background backdrop, is that true? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm. I i do not know if that.
10: Um, I don't know, and I don't wonder if that uh, is something because you know how Christianity in its current form it, it it has adopted a lot of paganistic type of holidays. I have read or heard. Yeah. And um and so I don't know if maybe if that's something that was something grafted from the early paganistic type of beliefs or not. I don't know if paganism includes reincarnation, um, but uh, uh, perhaps, but, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting too, like, well, maybe that concept that they were describing where the church, you know, the authority church figures uh, were like up in a tizzy because people were perhaps being unethical and amoral. With this perspective of of being at one with with God, which is what Ramdas is describing, and um, and and others describe, um, Alan Watts for sure, and that um, uh, that that some I mean, maybe the timing wasn't right yet, right? So maybe they test it, and are the people ready for that? And are they going to act appropriately? You know, uh, and then if it's not, it's like. Shh, you know, I'll burn you know, don't, don't yeah. do that yet. Can't, can't get to let it cool down or something before we can introduce this idea that, uh, it, and I don't know it, it like the, I think it seems like it would have a lot of potential to have a perspective like that, where you're at that level that Ron Dass is describing, where you're, you're self looking at yourself, looking at yourself Right. everybody knows that everybody knows that so when you look at yourself regardless of which there's this there's this presence that's we're all more visible but yeah that that everybody knows is part of themselves like as sure as they have blood running through their veins that's red (laughs) so you know hey let me see your blood make sure it's not green or blue but uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm a red blood American Uh, but you, you would all know that, and that's one of the main pillars of of, of what, I, I don't know, just good moral behavior is to your fellow man in, in terms of, like, treat you as if you would – how you would want to be treated. And um, and if everybody had that – it's kind of like this idea, like, perhaps, like, like, take a different concept of, like, if all the cars could talk to each other and every, if everything was autonomous and online – and humans were taken out of the equation in terms of how traffic flowed to and from their destinations. So then, like fatalities would drop by twenty thousand percent or something like that. Uh, twenty, and, uh, <laughs> right? It's incredible. Not a hundred percent, twenty thousand percent. And uh, I mean, we're going quantum, people. I mean, when you get, said "if cars we talk to
9: each other," I was thought you were talking about Pixar. Like they yes, they made like four well, of those they, cars movies.
10: Well, you get down to 20,000%. At that level, cars will be talking to each other with faces. So, for sure. Yeah. Um, You can dial up, you know, use the knob and dial up uh, out of that kind of uh, weird space and into the one where it's just regular-looking cars, but they're electronically talking to each other. And uh, But, like, if people could do that, where they have this knowing that they harbor, their body is a vessel— through which energy moves, and it's a consciousness that moves through it. You know, and some people are somewhat conscious, and some people are really conscious, and there's all levels of consciousness, right? And some people are just barely getting through the day, <laughs> and and uh, and it's a struggle. Uh, it's their struggle. And mein Kampf. Um, hey, hey, I actually have that. I actually have that book on. Uh, in my as part of my collection, in addition to the uh, the Unabomber Manifesto, I think you got these they're are right next things. to be here now?
2: Yeah,
10: yeah, and and the Bible, and uh, and then also a copy of the Yoga Sutras and the the Zen uh, a Zen book for sure. I, I get to have I get to have all the information to understand how all these different people thought and think to see, you know, what what are the uh, you know what what makes them them. And if there are, are attributes of those types of things that you want to avoid, then you can recognize it and then give it a birth. But
8: here, let me read this to you. <laughs>
10: right? Oh man. Um. Yeah. I. You know. The other day, I think the best way I could analogize or or try to p- provide a description of universal consciousness, where what we're describing is is like everything's everybody's Morty, right? Yeah. And and it's like. Morty is just an example or another uh, way of, of putting a a face to a name or a label to consciousness. Morty is conscious, represents consciousness in this construct. And if you had like a big block of cheese, okay, like a big two pound block of cheese, and we're going to call that Morty, okay, but then we put that big block of cheese and we put it through a cheese grater, and now we have oh, all it's free the-
8: like a piece of cheese,
10: <laughs> and we push that through. And all these little tiny Mortys all start to curl up and everything. And it's, it's totally painless. It's totally painless for Morty to be pushed through the cheese grater. But the little tiny Mortys, you know, they're sitting there like, oh, I'm cheese. I'm cheese. And like everyone's like discovering that they're cheese, but they're separate from each other looking at each other. And it's like, yeah, but you're all the same thing. You know, just you're just little, uh, little, yeah.
9: little, you're little
10: strands of the same big block of cheese.
9: Yeah. No, that's a good metaphor. Yeah, and, and, and Mitch Maj- sometimes- Hedberg Chuck wanted to buy a sponge. They don't, or they, I want to buy a cheese grater, but they don't call a cheese grater. They call it by its positive name. They don't call it by its negative name, sponge ruiner. I wanted to <laughs> clean the cheese grater, but now I have little bits of sponge that'll melt easily over, over tortilla chips.
10: Hmm. Yeah. Wow, I love those brew sponge crumbles. Yes. Mm. Um, but
9: uh, yeah. So so, I guess like I I'm in. I'm in a 100% agreement that like everyone is a little bit a piece of the same full consciousness pretending that it's that we're all little different pieces of it but what's the implication of that I, my mind always goes to yeah but ne- what now yeah like, and there's always that part
10: where when you when so here's a, it's an exercise kind of cuz I've been I've just kind of I'm not really practicing it a whole lot I understand the whole the question that you're coming – that 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 we we're talking about like well, what is how is this relevant uh which is a very much a cue thing to say uh <laughs> why is this relevant but uh but you know how does it apply in my everyday approach to life and i would say that uh it 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 doesn't it's not necessarily something that it could it change your engagements with your comings and goings on a day-to-day basis but it colors it uh, maybe makes it a little shinier
9: um and well i guess um, i guess my, when i said like what's the implication of that it's not it's definitely will yeah affect how your your day-to-day decision-making process theoretically at least hopefully in a positive way but i guess what i was wondering is like is that just how everything's going to be forever are we like is this some kind of testing grounds like a soul simulator are we what it's like what's the i guess you could just say maybe it's all for fun but i feel like there's a little least a little on one level yeah it's all like um you know, a playground that we're kind of in, but on another level, it seems like there is some kind of mission we're on. Does that make, yeah. That's kind of more what I'm asking is like collectively.
10: Yeah. Um, so that one, that one part uh, that was played where it talked about like in this, like a, as this being a, in this vessel and this, this person that I am in, in this state right now for this time being, I am working on something while I'm here. And then once I'm done with what I'm, What's what I need to do? What I need to figure out? Then I will leave this body. You know, that's what Ramdas was saying, and so I think that it, it, it's um, this is a um, in terms of what that means and implies. Um, it's a multi-layered answer. It's not a singular answer. Is is going to describe part of it? but uh, It's not going to describe all of it. And um, I would say to start. Um, will ask the question again that's what i would say
9: what say it again please um, okay so i guess another way to well what what's the um like is is this just uh how things are always going to be forever where we're just like i mean obviously infinite god god or whatever consciousness is infinite so this is probably not the only like game in town this thing we call earth or whatever uh, there's probably multiple Dimensions that are way crazier than we could even imagine. Imagining, but is this like the the point of of things? Is just fun, or are we like I like I I guess? Yeah, what I'm asking is, what's the purpose? Yeah, and is it is it is it leading towards an ultimate goal?
10: I think really, like what it comes down to is that just having the human experience, or just having being conscious of something, means that you have to exclude awareness of something else. Right. You have to there has to be something excluded if you're going to focus your attention and consciousness on something. And so that's what the human state is like. It's it's a very narrowed uh, state of consciousness that has access to very specific band frequencies. And, you know, we can sense certain molecules with certain sense organs and we're, we're we're doing something. Uh, going through an experience and uh, it's all kind of processed in your brain it's all processed it's all kind of it's all processed in your brain which is kind of like a a quantum functioning type of of a machine that what it does is just simply still indescribable in terms of how it we process information and then we give output into our reality uh, and why Uh, sometimes we still don't even know why and that's what that one episode uh, with the bowl after bowl bowls with buds Uh, TJ, was kind of interesting to hear about the development of AI and uh, taking it rather than the uh, inference or deduction type of methodology, which is great for looking at things retrospectively and deducing and finding efficiencies, which is to eliminate waste, uh, which has a a fatal end, unfortunately, by the way he was describing it, ultimately, if he continued down that road. And then to, to use AI in terms of like to as as sir spencer described it succinctly in a way that would be like uh, taking advantage of the power of the autists who utilize or an artistic person that who utilizes more of their right-sided brain power to understand the world around them and so that's why their perspective is quite different as compared to what we would call normal Um, that's why i would say they're on the spectrum and, um, and so, you know, we're all kind of like, what I mean by that is that we're all kind of part of like working some kind of problem. And, uh, and I think that the point of it is, is that, well, you know, since God is consciousness, you know, what are we going to do with it? You might as well do something kind of fun or interesting that's new and different. And I would think that there's too many possibilities to ever repeat something that, I mean, you can kind of rhyme with it and that's why there's deja vu, but that there's, it's It's just a, a continuous experience of consciousness, and I think that just what like we're all kind of like maybe in a I don't know how like it would make sense to describe it in, in a dimensional way, but like we're all in a class, right, in terms of like like a high school class or something. We're all kind of having the experience together, but it spans somewhere around a hundred years, which is like the the bandwidth of like all human life on Earth right now is about a hundred year window of consciousness and it kind of falls off you know, and then new babies are born too. Um, But we're all having this novel experience and our novel experience is continuing to change and shift and morph. And, and, uh, and I think that as we go forward, you know, it's, it's going to change a lot. It's going to be amazing. There's going to definitely be probably some precarious times that appear before us. uh, But um, in my perspective, of the power of the human spirit and consciousness just in general, that that will rule over all else, because um, uh, I'm not saying that there wouldn't be pain or anything like that to have to go through, to suffer through, to have experience of, but uh, that it's going to be uh, just experience for the sake of experience. And if you don't remember doing it before, which is what kind of reincarnation is about, then you have that new life. Uh, and you have this new experience, and you're never, you're never really bored. So, what's the point of it? I don't know. How long has it been going on? As far as we know, forever. So, <laughs> but we're right. still asking the question. For some reason, we we ask the question, and then we kind of figure out, like, we start scratching the surface of the true answer, and then like something cataclysmic happens, and we've, yeah, <laughs> and it wipes <laughs> everything out. <laughs> it's like too close. You, you did the third rail, so.
9: Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't I can't shake the feeling that it's all leading towards something, whether that something's in a hundred years or a hundred million years or well, who? who knows? Yeah. But.
10: And I think I don't know if you've ever you probably have looked at the artwork of Alex Gray.
9: And, yeah, that guy uh, creeps me out, but his art nails it with the DMT. How DMT looks.
10: Yeah, he's a real. You can obviously tell he's a very. Ascetic type of person. I think that he's very um, self-disciplined in terms of like how he cares for his his vessel. Because like you said, he's very intimidating in terms of his intensity of his physical character
9: for sure. Uh, But his—I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if him and his wife were doing like like some kind of weird rituals and stuff. Like, oh yeah, I'm not going all. I'm not accusing them of child sacrifice, but I'm not saying I'd be shocked. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they did,
10: uh, you know, magical uh, type of, yeah. you know, spells and certain invocations and words and symbols yeah. that you, you know, and sigils and stuff like that. I bet you they do all all the different, they observe all different kinds of religions. And they have their own religion, you know. Yeah, there was That's, a
9: scandal at their temple about, like, sexual harassment or something. I can't remember what the details were. but
10: You know, sexual harassment in general, it seems to pervade everything, <laughs> Like why, yeah. why is it that like a cult, definitely cults for sure, always have this issue with like the leader of the cult, like suddenly like you know boning all the 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 wives of the other dudes that join <laughs> yeah. and, and the and the couples
9: that kind of start oh he makes sense yeah, it's like the uh, no. the South Park um, Tiger Woods episode where the CDC yeah. is trying to figure out what would cause rich and powerful men have lots of money and want to go have out and have sex with multiple women. Damn it. I want answers. We know us normal heterosexual men only ever think of sex very infrequently and only with their wives. Oh, yes, yes of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit oh, of that. Yeah. Having a dick is definitely a factor.
10: Yeah, I guess so. But it's not also, our fault. <laughs>
9: uh,
10: anyway. Um, we, didn't, we didn't ask to have a dick when we were born. You know, so it's not like you can choose.
9: I have. Well, you have a bunch of Alan Watts, so let's get to some years because I have two Alan Watts clips. Okay. Um, I am so. I. You
10: know what? I, I, um, you look, know what ahead. was re- interesting about Ramdas was. Um, Rami, do you, you? probably do. Rami, um, he he was one that also. I guess it was for very select people, but he would also serve to sit with somebody who was literally on hospice and to be with them to their end of life, like literal last exhalation yeah. of breath. That's and, heavy, man. And he, Yeah, and he would sit there with them and help to, ha- help to give them reassurance that what they were going through was the most amazing thing in the world and to try to take it all in for what it's worth because you only get to do it once, as far as you know. And it was His, you know, his pretty- saying
9: is uh, death is like taking off a tight shoe
10: yeah <laughs> yeah right i mean especially if you think, consider so like you know uh how i borrow from and then like what i really what resonates with me is that your body is a vessel to host the spirit of god or it's a it's a it's a vessel for the energy of the universe to flow through you like a toroidal type of shape and uh and so call it whatever you want it's an act of physics it's a it's a verifiable thing but if you want to give it a certain label you can do that but it kind of makes more sense when you feel the cosmicness the size and scale of what we live in what we live within and um and uh and so uh this one that i have is the the melting softness of life and it's and it's kind of so alan watts has uh He's got an interesting sense of humor sometimes, and and it's like some playful sexuality and stuff like that, and some of the things that he describes. But it's generally also in in pretty good taste and, and in fun. But uh, but uh, I think this is the one that I'm thinking of. If you want to play number nine, the melting softness.
12: The it's the one supporting the other. It's this thing. Do you know this? This is wonderful. X marks the spot. Imagine this going on and on. Supposing my finger were indefinitely long, both fingers, and they were doing this. See, they're just crossing each other. Now, on one side of it, it's a pair of scissors, and it cuts. What is it on the other side? Why, it's opening female legs, (coughs) saying, please come in. This utter softness, utter receptiveness. On the other side, it's... (coughs) But on this side, it's... Please, 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 please. Yes, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> and everything's based on that sharpness, teeth, biting, spines, crab shells—all that kind of thing. You know. On the other side,
8: it's the melting softness of life, like that. I was talking to God the other day, and I said, "Gotta have more fun," and it can't all be on me, or I'm going to go crazy and have heart Yeah. So you know what? I'm going to have fun. (laughs)
10: Nailed it, man. Oh, Alex Jones. That that's one guy that, you know, uh, Alan Watts was actually quite the alcoholic apparently. And, uh, and I tell you what, very common with the,
9: with like gurus, Buddhists, Hindus, monks, where it's like, they reach, it's like, Oh, I figured out all the secrets theoretically of the universe. Now I'm just going to get drunk for the rest of my life.
10: Yeah. It's like, now what? I was like, well, shit, man, I'm, well, I mean, you could almost always, always say, like, well, the point is, is nothing, there's nothing really matters, which it's, it's a, it's a, a shadow that crosses across your consciousness when you say something like that because everything matters and then nothing matters at the same time. So, um, and it all interconnects, but, but yeah, like, you know, and Jones has gone through so much shit of his decades of on air reporting and, and now he's really actually getting persecuted. And uh, they're trying to rip away the, his ability to just make money, and live, and uh, and uh, basically just be a guy on the street, you know, asking for quarters through a panhandle. But uh, uh, you know, they, they all like it's funny because you know, you he, he he does like to drink a lot. You can tell, and he's under an extreme amount of pressure. And, uh, but I love it when he goes through his cycles where he's like, I've been on the elliptical in the morning at 6 a.m. and I've taken this, uh,
8: Superman Vitality.
10: I've lost 15 pounds. I'm going to take my shirt off. I'm going to rip it off right now, here on there. And, uh, and, uh, you know, he shows how much weight he's lost. But it seems like every time, every new current, uh, kind of ad collection that he goes through for, like, you know, to show the improvements, he's getting bigger, not in a good way. He's getting yeah. bigger. <laughs> he's, you know, I, I, uh, uh i worry about
2: beer yeah
10: dude there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with beer but you gotta wonder sometimes i want jones to just kind of lay off the sauce a little bit so that he can give his liver a break Uh, because you know he did mushrooms with mike tyson on that podcast they did is that something
9: recent it was like earlier this year oh yeah alex jones and tyson Mm mm-hmm yeah him mike him and mike tyson took mushrooms and did a show Wow, was it uh, interesting? Yeah, uh, they didn't. You could tell they didn't do a lot. I mean, either that or they can handle their shit pretty well. Yeah, yeah,
10: yeah. Uh, yeah, they they all kind of like seem to to numb themselves in a way. But uh, I think that. But I don't think Ramdas was was very much of like a. You know, he let go of all of that near his end of.
9: He went sober. Day. I think he liked yeah. uh, meaty cocks. I think that was his way to numb himself.
10: Oh, yeah, totally.
9: He's, he yeah, was definitely sure. into like gay sex, or he was he bisexual, was? yeah, he was bisexual wow. okay, well, everybody's got their own thing, you know, you can drown yourself in hey, pussy or or alcohol yeah, or, yeah you can but all the best kinds way of devices. To, yeah the I, the best way to go is just all of it, except the dick's part. I'm not into that
10: <laughs> right, well, you know, I mean, uh God apparently helped uh was it uh, Noah you know plant a bunch of vineyards after the flood so that way you're gonna say playing a bunch of dicks in his ass oh oh yeah oh so uh so you can just get drunk all the time apparently but uh hell yeah i don't
9: know but uh lots daughters uh, got him drunk so that he would that that he would fuck them that was in the old testament though and they thought they were the last people on earth yeah so i always told i've
10: always been told by people don't pay attention to the old testament don't just skip that part, and uh, yeah, and don't worry about that part. <laughs> it's like they're they're hiding something, or something. <laughs> it's like, don't give that right any there? interest. It's, it's fine. fine. It's that's the dirty stuff. You don't want to look at that. <laughs> it's like, that's a it's, a it's a black eye on on uh, on monotheism in terms of our perspective. So, um,
9: but um, in, yeah, in regard, I- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. We're yeah, too you. overly polite. Okay. <laughs> oh god,
2: <laughs> let's do that for the rest.
9: Of well, the show. I'm no, i Myself. Yeah, Yo, um, you. The uh, yeah, I have two Alan Watts clips, and it's tying into what you are talking about. The um, how did I am try, I'm trying to remember how you phrased it, but the, uh, well, yeah, the cheese grater, I guess, is a, is one way to put it. Yeah, the the block of cheese getting shredded up, but also, yeah, just everybody being um a little piece of the Godhead pretending not to be God. This is uh, from one of my favorite Alan Watts lectures. And I don't, I didn't pull like the more startling stuff, but there's a couple things in this lecture that it's like, where he's, he's almost fear mongering a little bit. Cause this is like, once everybody has access because the, through the technology of widely available psychedelics, like LSD is like once in, anybody can figure out this secret, Mm-hmm. um they might not decide to come back and keep playing the game as if it was a real game and the game is not a real game the game of human existence but like the game won't be fun and it'll break down if no if everybody knows it's just a game essentially is uh <laughs> what's going to happen so then. Saying, like,
10: like it it undoes all of the education that we've been pushed through and to mold our brains to be good worker bees or something i guess but, yeah or just that,
9: if people realize that um you know people without like a um a ground a good ground mm-hmm. um, and a good yeah you know, people that just realize that light that reality is an illusion might you know become more selfish Make rather than less out. selfish yeah well over that yeah you get. yeah it's, no yeah you're right
10: you're right it, it it's definitely something that uh, some people probably may have a hard time handling initially i would think um, that's definitely, yeah, I did. that's definitely true, but you know, sometimes whenever you pour alcohol on a wound to disinfect it, it hurts at first, but then it usually stops, but right. unless you pour more alcohol onto it and then it hurts again and it stops, <laughs> but then you do it again and, uh, and then you put iodine on it and it's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and, um, but, uh, I think that
9: well, people cut themselves too.
10: Yeah. There's a lot of. In our current situation, in our current situation, especially in America, but in Europe as well, there's a lot of people that are hypnotized and under the influence of a lot of different pharma pills, and that uh, that really messes with your brain chemistry in terms of just how you see reality, um, and that's why a lot of people kind of just go with the flow of mainstream media, and uh and just kind of like just they don't want to they don't want to have to think really and there's some people that are just like that they don't want to worry about thinking thinking's hard sometimes
8: my brain some isn't fucking working <laughs> i'm gonna drink a beer
9: my brain isn't working yeah no th- and honestly uh maybe yeah. they're right maybe just operating on pure momentum is the way to go but uh yeah here goes uh, part one of a two that would be very zen like then wouldn't it yes stay drunk and keep moving yeah
12: among the hindus And among the Buddhists, this view of the real identity of a human being has always been known, at least by a very influential minority. The central doctrine of the Hindu way of life, I call it that rather than a religion, is in Sanskrit, Tatva Masi. You're it. To Put it in a kind of colloquial way. You're it. And it is the witch than which there is no witcher, which they call the Brahman, or the Atman, with a capital A, meaning the self. You are only just kidding that you're just poor little me. See, the function of a guru, that is to say a spiritual teacher in India, is to look, give you a funny look in the eye, because you come to him and say, Mr. Guru, I have problems. (laughs) Uh, I suffer, and uh, it's a mess, and I can't control my mind, and I'm miserable and depressed, and so on. And he gives you a funny look, and you feel a bit nervous about the way he looks at you, because he th- you know, he's reading your thoughts, and this man is a great magician. He can read everything that's in you. He knows right down into your unconscious, and you know all the dreadful things you've thought, and all the awful desires you have, and you are rather embarrassed that this man looks right through you and sees them all. that's not what he's looking at (laughs) he's giving you a funny look for quite another reason altogether because he sees in you the Brahman, the godhead just claiming it's poor little me and he's going to eventually by all sorts of subtle techniques that are called in Sanskrit upaya that in politics means chicanery and in spiritual education means skillful pedagogy He is going to try and kid you back into realizing who you really are. That's why he gives you a funny look. And why he seems to see right through you. As if to say, Shiva, old boy, don't kid me. I know who you are. But you're coming on beautifully in this act. (laughs) that you're somebody else altogether. And I congratulate you. You're doing a wonderful job. (laughs) Playing this part. Which you call the person. My person, you know, a person is a fake. The the word means a mask. So if you read books on how to be a real person, you're reading books on how to be a genuine fake. (laughs) The word persona, as you know, means a mask worn in uh, a Greco-Roman drama. So if you come on to the Guru and say, well, he asks you who you are, Sri Ramana Maharshi, when anybody came to him and they said to him, as people do, who was I in my last incarnation? Or will I be reincarnated again? He always replied, who's asking the question? And everybody was irritated because he wouldn't give them answers about what they were in their former lives. He just said, who
9: are you? I like that.
10: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, have you ever, I mean, when you, you self-reflect, um, do you do you ever consider that aspect of yourself that you... Past lives? You, you, not past lives, but saying, like getting to the root of who you are, you know, like uh, when you ask yourself, who am I? It's really, it's, it's like, well, who's asking the question? Is it your ego or is it, is it this thing that shares space in your mind and is having like a an experience through your senses at the same time? You know, that's, that's kind of like the concept of what, of what the, 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 the guru is getting at whenever he asks in, re, in response to the person saying.
9: Uh, who's asking you know, the question.
10: The, yeah, who's asking the question is, is basically uh, what they want to know. And most of the time it's, it's really it's people's egos at that point. And they're not even, you know, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable for people to, to consider. Uh, and that's why I think a lot of the time it gets deflected in terms of considering the aspect of being, uh, you know, a lot of I would say would say Christians. I don't know a lot of Muslims to ask them the same question, but I know that that uh, Islamism is in a Muslim in uh, the religion itself. It's very, very deep, very deep. Um, and then obviously, I don't know too much about uh, Judaism, but I know that it's all the same God, the same Abrahamic God that they're describing. Um, but. Uh, except for Christ, obviously, which is uh, one of three, but um, you know, it, it's uh No, it,
9: it, oh, I lost my train of thought. Bummer. But well, uh, it's. I I think what you're trying to say is that um, Christianity is superior is the superior religion, and that all the Jews and Muslims are going to hell.
10: is that not what to you say. were going? Oh, shit. no, I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, can we, can we remove that and post? Um, yeah, cut that, um, yeah.
9: cut that, cut that.
10: cut that, cut that timestamp. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, that whole, that whole dialogue, you know, in order to raise awareness of itself, you know, it's con it's a constant, the process of an awakening or, uh, you know enlightenment has its own flavor attached to it already but really what it is is it's a series of um uh, veil removal is what it is and it's kind of like how ramdas talked about turning that dial up you know you turn it up for a while you turn it up to a number five and and you let that kind of sink in and you and you understand what that is and you get used to it and then you turn it up and you continue to turn it up and that's that 's what um, I think the process of enlightenment is kind of about um, in and of itself it 's just it 's the act of awareness and there 's just different levels of awareness to to move through you know we, we have obviously different levels of awareness now compared to when we were five years old, so uh, as we age, you know some people advance faster than others, and that 's just the way life is sometimes in terms of you know, what we're talking about subject matter-wise, which has it seems, it seems to have a lot to do with the brain, whereas, in, like, if you were talking about a sport, some people are just jet, naturally gifted with having massive, you know, fast-twitch muscle fibers if they're sprinters or something like that, and they're the best, you know, and then some people can't, you know, they can barely sprint across 100 yards. So, uh, you know, some people are faster than others in terms of, like, being able to move through different levels and to—because to, that's what it is. It's a constant— thinking outside the box and then being aware that you're inside a box still. So removing yourself outside of that box and you just kind of keep, you keep opening the door, the, the doors of perception to borrow from Aldous Huxley. And uh, it's just, it's really, it's, you would want to you, it seems normal that you would want to say it's infinite. It goes on forever, but that's kind of, when you say that it's meaningless, but it's, you know, new ageism, infinity, those, all those things, those magical words and kind of puffy cloud concepts, which I'm I'm totally talking about puffy cloud stuff right now. But uh, the problem know, with this type of, of magi- stuff
9: is it's it's almost impossible to put it into words that make sense. Uh,
10: right, because when you're describing, you know, words. Alan Watts called words thinks. They're they're thinks. It's, it's a think. Yeah, thinks. T H I N K S. It's like a little snippet of something that you're looking at, but. In the in reality, everything is connected. Everything's connected. So it's you can artificially just describe a certain aspect of what you're looking at, but in reality, it's all connected to its environment and to everything. It's not just like a deer is a deer. You know what makes a deer a deer? You know it's the it's its surroundings and it's other things like that. And of course, you can have a deer walking on the freeway too, because of modern circumstances but in reality it's like you know these these things all flow continuously together and sometimes they overlap in strange ways and sometimes they don't and there it looks more natural but um uh, yeah it's 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 kind of
1: like that
9: yeah i don't know like the i guess i think we talked about this last time where the more i'm the more i ponder this stuff the more i get confused in the long run yeah. but there are certain in what what, what? In the book, what was that? No, Uh, I uh, there are oh, there's well, there's just There's certain things that seem especially um, there's certain things that I just feel like I know, like that, Mm -hmm. like, and one of those is that, like, when you break it down far enough, it's all one consciousness, right? Like, the whole universe or whatever, yeah. Um,
10: yeah, it it, that's that big block of cheese, right? You know, that's what I'm kind of describing.
9: Oh, yeah, I've never did get to the cheese. Big block of Here's the. Yeah. Here's my. Here's my last clip on the big block of cheese. Here.
12: So you right. can do one of two things when you discover this. You can become what's called a pratyeka buddha. That means a private buddha. Who doesn't tell anything. Or you can become a bodhisattva. A pratyeka buddha goes off into his ecstasy. And never is seen again. Bodhisattva is come. One who comes back and appears in the everyday world and plays the game of the everyday world by the rules of the everyday world. But he brings with him upaya. He brings with him some way of showing that he's been on the journey, that he's come back and he's going to let you in on the secret too. If you, if, 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 you'll play it cool and also come back to join in the everyday life of everyday people because this is the rule. If the world is dramatic, if the world, as the Hindus say, is a big act put on by the Divine Self, one of the rules of coming on stage is that you don't come on as yourself. You come on as the part that you're going to play. It's very bad form if an actor always acts the same way. That's what's called a star as distinct from an actor. (laughs) A real actor can become anything. And so, but in private life, well, he's just Mr. Jones. And, but he doesn't come on the stage that way. So in the same way, if you know that behind the scenes, in the depths, fundamentally, you are it, you don't come on that way. It always comes on as something else. That's the rule of the stage. Because without that, there wouldn't be a play. There would only be reality. No illusion. And the whole point of life is illusion. From the word Latin, ludere, to play. Showbiz. The show must go on, so don't give it away.
9: Makes total th- sense. <laughs> yeah, do you think. Um, well, it's also. I love how Alan Watts is super tongue in cheek, like, the sh- don't give it away uh, when that's all he's doing right there in that whole talk.
10: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what the uh, uh, was it the the Bodhisattvas. That's kind of like that's what Steely they're dance supposed on. to do. Yeah, is to do the uh, the hokey pokey and turn, turn yourself around. around. That's what it's yeah, all about. Because that's what it's about. And um, uh, you know. Uh, uh was that thing that he was talking about oh you know the, the, the that all of life is almost an illusion and you look at if you look at plants and animals and stuff like that and how <clears throat> their genetic expression for their bodies and stuff like that, that that it's it's so varied obviously and then that there's competition among species in order for mating rights or mating privileges to to be held you know with their counterpart uh like in nature and so they have all these different patterns and they do different dances you know and and uh, plants have different, uh, shades of, of different colors on their, on their, uh, the blossoms. And, you know, that way it attracts certain bees more than others, perhaps. And, right. uh, you know, and it's all, in a, you know, it's all a game. It's all a game in terms of like, when you look at it, even on a naturistic level, it's not just from a human perspective, it's everywhere going on all the time. It's a game.
9: It's a lot crazier kind of like, than like, uh, any like chess match or settlers, of a game too. I mean, those freaking yeah, like, stick bugs that look like sticks or those tree frogs that look like leaves or shaped like leaves have the same points of the trees that they adapted around. Yeah. It's like, yeah. first of all, it's just wild that that's how things can work. But then there's like, the game has dark sides, too, like parasites and fucking worms in your brain because you ate raw pork and shit.
10: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh. And there there has to like every possible conceivable scenario um has to be taken into account in terms of experience held as a collective and so that you're going to like in in terms of like what we go through now and what we've gone through especially the barbarity of some of certain conquering activities you know warfare and stuff like that um it, you know we're going through the entire gamut of experience and it would seem that my my guess is now that the, the human the, the consciousness in terms of human experience might transform on an individual experiential level, like when you pass away or or, or die or you're just you no longer utilizing this certain meat suit that we have now to experience consciousness through. But it doesn't mean that that's the only thing that creates con. It's, it's not like it creates consciousness. It's it's just a vessel through which to operate. So. Uh, it just goes on and it transforms into something else. But the experience I would imagine it would be like, it's instantaneous in terms of, um, you know, you don't remember um, being born, but you came from, you were, you were nothing at one point you had no incarnate vessel and then you were born and now we're here. And so we were, we don't, but we don't really know how we got here. <laughs> we just,
9: we're just here. I think so. after you die, you kind of remember and you see like the, the pattern of where you're headed, where you came from and where you're headed. If reincarnation is real. Yeah.
10: Yeah. And I, I would think that, that, um, there's a, a, in terms of consciousness and consciousness being just a wave form, which is, isn't everything kind of when it comes down to it, it's most basal level is a wave form. Um, but once you, Waves once are you're too once big,
9: you, I use MP3 or FLAC.
10: I, you know, the dot MOV <laughs> is, is making, uh, progress um and uh, it's all it's all about inclusivity and equity and um and uh, and everybody everybody gets to have the same rights as everyone else because it's
9: fair so you get then why won't that? they let me play wmv video wmv videos on my iphone <laughs> well i didn't mean to it's, derail it's you with with your waveform. it form. is
10: totally uh, well it's 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 very obvious I mean haven't you heard it's it's very vulnerable to virus injection code in um Windows is just not it's always it's always updating haven't you heard
9: Yeah I haven't heard this tell me more
10: Yeah well Bill Gates is you know he, it's his brainchild and uh, so why should we be Who uh uh Anthony Fauci Anthony Fauci is uh, in charge of this Uh, You know, he's got all the NIH purse strings and stuff like billions of dollars. It's just...
0: Wow.
9: Yeah. I mean, DARPA has its fingers on a lot of stuff, bro. I don't know. So, I guess... Okay, so here's another question. The, uh, you know, secret societies, going back, ancient secret societies, and pick your your group. I'm, I'm sure a lot of them are well aware. The government has probably done enough experimentation, research, and study into this that they... There's probably somebody out there that has a much better map of the afterlife, reincarnation, and how consciousness works than we do, right?
10: I guess maybe through maybe through remote viewing or something. I I, I don't. Maybe they've charted that level of experience in
9: some capacity. Um, it seems perhaps. like they. It seems like they would. There'd be somebody. I don't know. It's, I feel like they. That people. Uh, there's got to be groups out there that have figured out. How at least on some level, how the um system works and how the karmic system works, yeah, and well, have how would taken you advantage karma? have taken advantage of that mm-hmm. well, I think it there like there's like the how you treat people in that effect and um affects like one on one level the karma would affect your current life and on the other level, the karma would uh, affect like future incarnations it would ripple the vibrations. The energy man would, uh, would ripple out towards your. I think that you look
10: backwards in your lives and you would see some lady who's, uh, she's probably about 57 and she's at Walmart and her hair's about down to her, her, her sagging titties and, uh, her hair's greasy and she doesn't, we're not naming names, okay? And, uh, and, uh, she's just, uh, She's obese. Now she's got Cheeto fingers, and some some finger smudges on her uh, tank top. She wiped it off a little bit for a second. Oh, this and, isn't um, an employee. This is a customer. This is a person. This okay. is a person at Walmart, and um, and she's got um, bunny
9: flip flops on, and they're a little they're dirtied a little bit. She's riding around and in a courtesy up. scooter because she can't get up.
10: Well, she stood up. For this one moment, she put her hands widely, her hands widely on her, on her hips and her, her legs are very birdlike, very thin, but you know, she's hefty like an apple with toothpicks. Okay. And, uh, she's just saying, karma's a bitch. (laughs) And, and, and that's, you know, that's karma that follows you through multiple lifetimes. But when you look back upon where did it come? That's her. That's She's reminding you, it's a bitch.
9: Yeah, so she, so so she's like a message from the universe to remind you,
10: right? That that your action creates action.
9: If you get in the right headspace, it's you find those like synchronicities like everywhere, like almost like the number twenty three with Jim Carrey, where you start seeing that number everywhere. But I think there yeah. is something to it. It's not just all in your head. I think if you are looking, if you are open and receptive to God or the universe, to like looking for signs, like those signs will come to you. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is a
10: for me. Like, I uh, I've been on the new age journey, and I've read a lot of online uh, essays by contributors to the new age community, and uh, and uh, you always see numerology. Of course, that's a big one, and uh, angel numbers, and of course, in the no agenda sphere, you have you have numerology is highly it's uh, highly highly analyzed and. Um, practiced, um, and uh, but I've been seeing thirty three a lot lately personally. Of I don't know why I'm not I'm not. I see it, it every day,
9: like sometimes multiple times a day. It's kind of weird, and not just yeah. always on a clock. Like uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird.
10: Have you ever had no? That's that's an occurrence of. So
9: like, I was stuck in traffic in the car in front of me the whole time. Um, ended in thirty three. Oh yeah. The license like plate. its license plate or something. Yeah, yeah, the license plate. Yeah, that was like well, two, two uh, days ago. It was like I was really? for like an hour. I was just staring at that, and I was like, "Weird."
10: Yeah. Well, play play number fourteen, AW014. You are the fabric, and uh, let's see where that takes us. So then,
12: if you awaken from this illusion, and you understand that black implies white, self implies other. Life implies death, or shall I say, death implies life. You can feel yourself, not as a stranger in the world, not as something here on probation, not as something that has arrived here by fluke, but you can begin to feel your own existence as absolutely fundamental. What you are basically. Deep, deep down, far, far in, is simply the fabric and structure of existence itself. So,
9: the fabric and structure of existence. Yeah. See, now, <clears throat> most days I wake up, I brush my teeth, I put on my jeans, I go to work. I don't really feel one that. leg at a time or two, two legs at a time. And your jeans. Oh, wow. Standing Three up. legs at a time. so <sighs> I'm hung. No, um, I, uh, no, I don't, I'm not, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't feel like I am the whole universe most. Really? But, but if I did, I probably wouldn't I get that much pill. done. Do they make a pill for that? Uh, I think it's called ecstasy, I, but, uh, I can't yeah. get that from the doctor. <laughs> yeah.
10: Yeah. We, um, you know, uh, there is, um, uh, a rhythm to all of that, that sensorium, because if you were feeling like that all the time, then, uh, you would lose track of it. You wouldn't be aware that it exists because if there's a constant persistence of something, uh, without any deviation or change, it's, uh, the awareness that it, it, that it is starts to fade into the background but if there's any any change around it or through it, then then you become aware of it. But you need that that change in polarity, this back and forth or the pendulum to to swing in order to get that perspective once in a while. Because I mean, if you didn't, if you were always at one with the universe, which is a it's a it could be a state of ecstasy, uh, like you described with uh, your your continuous uh, MDMA usages at, at rave parties, I was told. And um, uh, I've never been to true? a
9: rave, but oh, somebody told me some a lot of music festivals, a lot of music yeah. festivals, but I don't, I don't yeah. know, no raves. It's kind of the same thing, just different genre of music. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, yeah,
10: it's a concert.
9: If, yeah. if you felt like everybody, if you felt like, um, if you felt at one with everything and everyone all the time on a literal, in a literal sense, then you wouldn't be very good at playing the game and you'd be kind of just like hobbling around trying to, make sense of everything
10: probably probably like a, a zombie-like state or you would be just a useless person uh, a meat sack um, that would just kind of lay there <laughs> right twitching
9: it's um, like uh the, 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 i think it was alan watts or somebody that said like a an enlightened person who just is at one with at peace and at one with everything and who sits around you know being at one with the godhead all the time is really no more useful and no different than a bump on a log or, or, uh, you know, a tree yes. because, because yeah, it's like, you're not, you're not, uh, contributing anything or you're not, ex- you're not experiencing what you were sent here or what you're here to experience. You're, you're experiencing where you came from or where you're going, uh, outside of your body.
10: Isn't that, isn't that an interesting thing to, to reflect on though? In that, um, and that's pervasive what you just said in that. Uh, if you don't, if you don't do this or that, you're you're missing out on something, and um, and and so that implies that, um, uh, that, the things that we're doing and on an exist existential level, just putting our three legged pants on, and are taking a shot of MDMA in the morning and brushing our teeth and um, you know, just running through the streets,
9: um, gosh. I like the streets. We run these streets. streets. We run these streets. Is it are we uh, are we like that cuz? We in the streets. That's what Kanye 4K said. 4K Trey. That's what Kanye said when he was on Alex Jones with Nick Fuentes. Stop yeah, talking about the ADL. Um, Nobody knows who they are. Nobody cares about them. We run these streets.
10: Do do you do you agree with Kanye? Uh, his last last appearance. Is this an off the, the record house.
9: question? Yes. Okay, good. It's not, not like this is being recorded or anything. Yes, no, no, I I often go to bars and loudly scream or not scream, but I talk really loudly to where everybody in the bar can hear me and I talk about how Kanye is right about everything he says. I do that all the time.
10: And what what's the perception usually like? Is it
9: is it positive? No, I I was I was joking. Oh. Um, oh. No, I uh no, I I mean, I think the, the um I think there's a problem with... Uh, I think there is there are real issues that Nick Fuentes and Kanye are bringing up. And Milo, when he was mm-hmm. still part of the Yay 2024 campaign. Now I believe Nick Fuentes is running Yay's campaign, last I heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are real issues with the fact that um, the quote-unquote Jewish mafia, which is just a select group of Jews that happen to be in power of Hollywood and banks and everything, really uh, yeah. have are overrepresented and have a lot of power and they all help each other out because that is in, I believe it's the Torah that, um, they're supposed to favor each other over Gentiles and all that stuff. Yeah. So there is, there is an element of that. Do I think the Jews are the reason that the world is the way it is? No, not any more than any other group of people. And vast, by and large, most Jews are great. It's just that the people ruining the world, by and large, happen to be Jewish. Um... Uh, but Bill Gates isn't Jewish, and he's one of the worst. So, I, I would I would agree. Is Did that make sense? Fauci Jewish? Yes. Uh, he sounds like he is, and he looks like he is, but I couldn't tell you. He's, fauci sounds he's Italian.
1: Definitely, definitely from New York.
9: He sounds it sounds a t- fauci. His ends in an I. Sounds Italian, but I don't know. But uh, 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 th- yeah, th- I am just guessing. I wouldn't want to assume. Um, but but yeah, I, I, tomorrow uh, I'll be on with Scott from. Rebunked, formerly uh, one of the hosts of Truthzilla, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, his shows on Band Video and all that. So me and him are going to be doing a show all about this, the Great JQ, the Jewish Question. Oh, that's so you can intriguing. tune in for that tomorrow. That's, night. I'm definitely tuning into that. Good. Um, Bro, I, I, I am a fan what? of Nick uh, Fuentes, you... but it's mainly because he's funny. It's also it's like it, I'm kind. I, I agree with Dick Masterson where it's like I, I my barometer for the people I like is. Not how offensive what they say is, is it, are they funny? And uh, if you're funny. funny, yeah, if you're funny, you can get away with pretty much anything in my book. And even That's if Kanye not like a great comedian or anything, I think he is, what he's doing is so funny. I don't know if it's a performance art piece or like what MoFax was talking about that we should, um, that that he's he's trying to get out of his all his contracts that he's stuck in. And this is the quickest, fastest way to do that. I don't That's know. That's
10: an interesting idea. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, uh he, he he's out he's definitely being outrageous, but he's but he's he is a gifted artist
9: too. And and probably so one of the most he, one, one of the most talented and famous musicians or I, I guess uh I mean he's he's bigger than Taylor Swift, right? I think so. So I mean, he's like a he's a he's he's richer than her too, or at least he was until Chase Bank JP Morgan Chase and all them shut him down, but
10: yeah which which was something that happened in reality and um does go to show that <laughs> they' free proved it's right. not a government uh, uh, banks are not government entities that uh, necessarily will acknowledge free speech they they can they can fuck they can shut you down they can shut you down they can shut Kanye down so they can shut down some i feel like, like he, he has right. ob-
9: i feel like he could sue the shit out of them. But, but I don't know yeah
10: i I you know the thing is is that he's doing that, and it's he's he there are all of these perceived consequences for him doing that, and it goes back to running in the streets, in that uh, what I was saying is that you know if you're doing something and you might be you might be doing it wrong, you might be missing out, but that's precisely because because thoughts and words influence us that's why the the tagline of Jones is there there's a war on for your mind. Is so correct because information influences, or it can quite a bit, behavior and And so the, just being told sometimes that this isn't you're going to miss out or something like that causes somebody to behave differently as compared to if they were being told something else, like like everything everything that happens is happening perfectly as it should. And so there's really no, there's no fault. And uh, that might give some people with maybe the inability to use common sense to, to uh, execute actions or behave in ways that are not desirable. And so that's why sometimes the the knowledge of, of the, of the consciousness moving through you, uh, of, of being aware of that presence uh, is not great for everybody, but 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 somebody like Kanye, he does a, a great job in playing the game for sure, for sure. He puts on a show. He is one of the most uh, notable and visible actors in this grand play that we're all in, for sure.
9: Yeah, I, no? I think um, you don't think so. <coughs> no, I agree. I agree. And I think the I'm two just rules, I think the you two uh, the two rules, the two hard and fast rules that I try to keep in mind is especially within the context of everything we've been talking about this episode. The two hard and fast rules I try to keep in mind are, besides stay drunk and keep moving, because that's really yeah. one. <laughs> no, the two hard keep and fast keep the momentum rules. going. <laughs> <laughs> the the two hard and fast rules I live by are, oh god, now I'm gonna forget them. Um, one, uh, yeah, don't don't hurt anybody, don't do anything to harm anybody, and the second one yeah. is put on a goddamn fantastic show. Yeah, and uh. I'm probably better at the first rule than the second one, but the, yeah, there is something to just like, if, if this is all a big, um, if this is all show business, yeah, you want to, you want to, you want to leave, you want to leave things better than when you found them
2: mm-hmm.
9: as far as, uh, your immediate circle in the whole world. And you also want to just make, like make everything entertaining. Um, and, yeah. and, and is maybe this is just me projecting my, uh, sensibilities onto God, but I feel like if we are made in the image of God or we're pieces of God, then God definitely has a sense of humor. He for has sure. to.
10: Why, and why doesn't anybody ever paint Jesus with a smile on his face? Um, I've heard that from somebody before. I have.
9: I mean, I, there, there, there are, but they're usually by non Christians. All those, like the ones with Jesus smoking a joint or Jesus doing wearing sunglasses, doing the finger guns. You know.
10: Yeah, yeah. You know, like Buddha has images of himself smiling and laughing, and then there's Krishna, who's always usually in a good mood, but uh, but Jesus is usually because like he knows the pain that's coming, so he's really not. He's just not into it you know he's like yeah it's almost like he under, he almost perceives the suffering ahead and he's already kind of finding a mental escape and he's like
9: oh boy i don't know about this <laughs> yeah yeah i think that well i think the entire like there are exceptions to this rule but christianity as a whole and and almost every religion there's no sense of humor there which is weird because it's like like i said like dude it's like you know god is a funny motherfucker God created yes. every comedian who's ever lived. Did you know yeah. that? So it's like, there, yeah, they're the, like the, the seriousness of religion, especially Eastern or, uh, sorry, especially Western religion. Um, there is a lot of tongue in cheekness to the Eastern religions, which I do like. A lot of like some of those yogis, like we were hearing from Alan Watson, Ramdas talking about them, it's like the type of jokes they would make. It's very tongue in cheek. And there's, there's something, um, and what I love about Alan Watts more than anything is he talks about how he, he, without saying it, he pretty much says it like I'm up here just scamming you pretty much. And one of the ways he says that is like, he's like anybody that tries to teach you the path to enlightenment or tell you anything about that is the same type of guy that'll pick your pocket and sell you your own watch. He goes, but if you didn't know you had a watch to begin with, that might be the only way of getting, you know, you know, (laughs) you had a watch. So it's like, yeah. um, Yeah. It's, it's he, he, yeah,
10: he always, he often professes that it's what he's doing is just for entertainment and take it for what you will, like if you're going to yeah. a concert or something. But, but wouldn't that be exactly how, like, you'd couch something of such profound impact in terms of when you internalize it in terms of and process it? And, like, it really, like, like, uh, It's almost like I would say, like the act of putting on a shirt or 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 a piece of clothing, like your three legged pants. Putting on those pants and uh, and then really embodying it at being kind of part of you is
9: uh, um, can be very powerful. So, um, yeah, embrace the character, but that doesn't mean you can't change your character either. No, because like you said, it, it like you don't want it to be. You don't want the last thing you want is is the outlook of the world as a play, which even though it probably accurately is, the last thing you want is that outlook to give you an excuse to just be a shitty person. <laughs> which yes, which symbol, can, symbolism. Which, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I don't even know what I was going to say anymore.
10: Well, the 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 uh, the the symbolism, of the simplicity of symbolism, um, and and the, and the awareness because awareness of of these different things. They they overlap with each other and and again it's it's a dial of consciousness that we move up and down on a spectrum in order to put it in a way to understand that um that you can be aware of that, but like being aware of it consciously all the time doesn't it necessarily give you an advantage. It just gives you a or perspective I think I think what it does definitely help with is anxiety about dying. I, I would say that um one of the things that I feel about having that awareness come to the fore of the mind, at least for a moment in time, and truly embracing it as as truth, because there's a lot of again a lot of scriptures of the Bible, um, and 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 also just philosophical tenets from Alan Watts and Ram Dass that we've played here so far that uh, that uh, you're it helps to relieve anxiety about dying because you're part of the entire fabric of existence and you hold space in a particular point in time for a period of time and um and it's it's it, it's critical because it, there's no one else but you to fill the space of the void right now you know in terms of a conscious being who's who's thinking of these types of things right now if you're listening to this then there's a good chance that it's information that sought you or you're seeking it because you know that that this show might dop- dip into those types of topics from time to time, too. And um, and uh, just having the awareness that—you know what's an interesting— I always think this is an interesting thing in terms of, of like, quotes of Jesus, uh, that he said that, like, you know, before the crucifixion or near before— and I may be butchering this. Don't crucify me. Um, is it, No, is it I, that I'm I going to. Don't, please don't. Oh. He said, I'm going to go to, the, I'm going to the, I go to the father and you will do things that I have done and greater. And, and I don't remember if I, I talked about that, but you know, that, 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 those words are like really, the implications of them are really powerful because it means to say that you will go on to do other miracles is equal to the level of what jesus did and greater and that's that's pretty that's pretty high up spiritually in terms of of just following christ as your savior to give you eternal life like he's talking about things bigger than i would say he's talking about concepts that are bigger that he's trying to tell you that we're all we're all vessels and we will all are capable of doing great things and um and i and I think that that's part of what the Bible does try to convey um in in some ways is that is that we're all containers of God and that and that um and, and i'm I'm not when I say God, I'm going to just keep re reminding people that when I say that uh, I'm not necessarily like uh dedicated. Or aligned with a particular religion at all, like in, in terms of, because all religions are trying to describe or give credence to a higher power, something greater than themselves, whether it's multiple deities or just one. Um, but that we're all we're all part of this body of you know, you've heard of people say body of Christ we're part of the body of Christ you know so maybe you could. You could personalize that yourself by saying one of the cells is the equivalent to a human consciousness, like a red blood cell or something, and like you know, and and, and composite with all the other beings and all the other life form out there, possibly in space that we call space, that that is a a, a composite of the of God's consciousness together, right? Like right now we're having the experience singularly of having a singular conscience, conscious consciousness. Um, But the reality is, is again, I think that the reality of it is, and that there are these tools to help remind us as we're navigating through this weird uh, experience of being separate from each other, but we're really all just one of the same consciousness. It's like, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, you know, how those, a, a birthday party or something. And there's a, there's a person doing entertainment and they, they have the long balloons, and they can, you know, it's all one big long balloon. Balloon animals. But balloon animals. Balloon It's all one big animal. balloon. Balloon. It's all one balloon. And he, he can twist that and turn it and spin it and and make it do, you know, uh, contort it into where it's, it's going through loops of its own self and then represent it back, and it's, it's something entirely different. Right, it's a, it's a different creature, a different entity. It's almost like sometimes we're some of those. Uh, our, our consciousness would be kind of like the equivalent of one of those little bits of the balloon that's been twisted and tied off, and it's like one of the ears. It looks like one of the ears, and then another part of the body is a tail back here that's all twisted and tied off from, you know, the entirety of the balloon. And and uh, it's like it's like hey, you're an ear, and it's like hey, you're a tail, but it's like everyone's like the balloon, you know. It's it's just that. Have you ever
9: read the Gospel of Thomas? No, it's not canonically. Uh, it's not. It's not technically the Bible, but it's it, theory. It was found with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and oh. uh, like the you know how the Old Testament quotes the Book of Enoch, but the Book of Enoch isn't in the Bible. It Seems yeah. like that type of thing. But the Christ, it's it's what Christ taught the disciples, but didn't teach the masses is in his sermons is supposedly what the Book of e- uh, B- uh the Book Gospel of Thomas is, and Jesus says stuff like when you realize that the um that within and without are one and the same you will not experience death and it's it's very like um, mystic and it it yeah. lends credence to the theory that Jesus spent time uh out in Asia for that missing yeah uh, for for the missing you know however long it was 10 years of his life or whatever that we don't hear about in the new testament um have you ever read the book of Christ though no is that the Mormon book no that's the book of Mormon
5: Cram. The Bhagavad Gita, Plato's Republic, the Holy Bible. These are humanity's greatest books. And now, a new discovery is added to the human corpus.
3: The Book of Christ, the first and only book of the Bible written by Jesus himself. To throw things at a bird is no sin. Dear Bible, I never told anyone this before, but if your camel spits on me, then I will spit on you in return. This is fair in the eyes of Do God. not lie with a woman who is menstruating unless he wants to. We tasted his body, we drank his blood, now we can read his book. This is the book
12: of Christ. <laughs> Prophet,
5: savior, son of God, and now published author. The book of Christ is Jesus' finest work yet. The book of Christ is the real gospel of the real Jesus, who turns out to be a much richer character than the cornball Christ we get in the Bible.
6: Tonight on this special (laughs) live television event, we reveal for the first time this
3: holiest of
6: books. Here's some of what's inside.
3: New additions to the Christian doctrine. You must worship the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And also God's Lungs, and the Four Big Men, (laughs) and the Immortal Bug. This is to be called the Holy Hendegage.
6: A harrowing addiction memoir.
3: I realized that it was not (laughs) I who was in control, but the wine. And in this way, I was able to excuse myself for my abusive behavior. And many pages of crude doodles.
6: But before we explore the book, here's the story of its incredible discovery.
9: I will keep. That so you, you you don't know you don't know about
10: uh, the book of Christ, man. I don't. I, I can't believe that I have missed this somehow in my my personal journey. Um, yeah, this is that, this
9: is must this is must uh, the must see TV, huh? Well, I was gonna say yeah. Um, it's reco- it should be required reading for uh, for all churches of
3: all denominations. This book secreted away in a safe place, for I hope to one day profit from my intellectual property.
6: Written by Jesus throughout his life, the Book of Christ was hidden by disciples after his arrest by the Romans on charges of vagrancy. But it wasn't uncovered until 2001 in the rubble of a Sabaro bombed by Hamas during the Second Intifada. From there, the book was purchased on the black market by Greek shipping magnate Gregorios Panagiotopoulos. Panagiotopoulos sold the book to Greek shipping maven Gavril Rigas. It was acquired in a hostile takeover of Rigas's shipping conglomerate by Stelianos Georgopoulos, who gave the book as a dowry to his daughter's fiance, son of Greek shipping magnate Yorgos Stavropoulos, seized by pirates in the employ of Greek shipping magnate Dorotheos Pearsgapoulos. The book was granted by the courts to an impartial third party, Greek shipping magnate Spiro Stamatopoulos, who was tricked into donating his the book real. to a museum. <laughs> The theological community was wary of hoaxes after falling for Jesus' sunglasses a few years earlier. But after careful study, the document was found to be authentic. And now the original Book of Christ that was pulled from that Sabaro is here in this very
5: room. To ensure the document is preserved, the ventilation system is pumping pure safe argon into our studio. And I would like to thank our noble Mm. God for creating these noble gases that allow us to sit so close to this precious scroll.
6: It really sits in your lungs, doesn't it? You can Mm. feel it in there.
5: It does. Mm. Unlike the Bible of old, designed to be misunderstood to justify abhorrent practices, the book of Christ is full of useful information, like Jesus' recipes. That's right. Jesus was also a chef, and here to give us an early taste of the divine is former
3: Vatican chef, Tomas Deasy. Wow. There we go. From God's mouth to your plate, I present mm. you with a lemon boiled tilapia wow. with a citrus zaatar dip and sourdough pita. Oh,
2: wow. Dig
3: in there. Yeah. There you so, go. That's amazing. Oh, yeah.
5: that's a one, okay? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's very oh. sour. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
5: Wow. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not good I've just never had such acidic fish
6: I find it hard to believe that Jesus Would have wanted this much lemon
5: Maybe in some places Jesus meant to write fig Figs wouldn't overwhelm a dish Like lemons do The dish specifically called for this many lemons I
3: like it, I have faith that God would have wanted this much lemon Not everything has to be drowned in barbecue sauce Ugh, even the bread tastes like lemon Water please No, This water has been citrus to Jesus' specifications
5: In one shocking episode of the Book of Christ, Jesus confesses that he killed a man in a hit-and-run accident and never
3: told a soul. Two nights ago, I rode my donkey through Shechem when a Moabite appeared suddenly in the road before me. Truly, there was nothing I could do to avoid him. Jesus did not stop to check on the man, only learning later that he died at the scene. Praise be to the Lord. The man died where I left him, and so he could not identify me. With no
5: eyewitnesses, the hit-and-run was pinned on Jesus' follower, Matthias, and
3: Jesus admits that he allowed Matthias to be crucified for it. I take pity on Matthias, but he's dead, and there is no reason to torture myself Sounds over like it. Hillary. I- <laughs> well, yeah. <except laughs> at Hillary. what
10: point? What,
3: what difference does it make at this you- point? Yeah. <laughs> I always say, when you're dead, you're dead. Around this time,
5: Jesus becomes more and more interested in a collectible card game called Popo Din, featuring different desert lizards. He never writes about the crime or Matthias again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh.
9: Anyway. Oh, um, uh, man. Oh, I know something- what I. I'm realizing what right. I didn't pull up was the rest of your clips. I got to get back to them. Oh, well. I knew there was something I'm missing. That one clip, then they were tasting the
10: food sounded a bit sexual. It sounded, <laughs> I don't know. Was, but it's like, it, this is
9: really sour. Can I get some water? Well, this water has been like, citrus mm. to Jesus's specifications.
10: Yeah. To, yeah.
9: Yeah.
10: <laughs> exact specifications. I have trust in Jesus. It's exactly. Like my own lemons Not everything
9: I, needs to be drowned in barbecue sauce for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on track here. Shall we? Okay.
1: So, grandsonism was being dismissed as a doomsday cult, but since a majority of the world decided, "Hey, you know what? We like tricking off and playing video games, and our sister's out there fighting terrorists." Major strides have been made. The world is united because the world is one 14-year-old boy, Morty. But where's it all coming from? Some say grandsonism's leader, Roy, has a secret base somewhere in these mountains. I, I, I couldn't find it, so I'm standing in in the general area with a microphone for good enough news. I'm Tony.
9: Hell yeah, Tony. Yeah, I
10: like good enough news too. Good enough. You know, it's yeah, really, good.
9: <laughs> it's. Well, I couldn't find uh, it, but well, it was good enough news. Yeah,
10: yeah. I'm standing around here by something outside, and it's good enough.
9: <laughs> That's still better than most regular news, though. Yeah, it, they're
10: putting out p- complete fantasy out there. Yeah, it's safe and effective, guys. Come on.
1: It's, Thank it's, you for meeting with me, Mr. Roy. Half the cool. country hangs on your every word. Heck, most of the world you're like uh kind of a pope i reckon i'm not a pope because it's not a religion we're literally in a video game i've heard the message roy you're not on the clock here so you want every single person on a spaceship but you got a bunch of holdouts maybe people that prefer their leaders a little more elected right you're voters people that like being told what to do but don't like admitting it you're not sure i'd put it that way i'm sure you'd put it a stupid way i told you this was a waste of time i've got 92 percent of you ready to vamoose we're not going to get to the rest by making deals with parasites mr president roy is rick he's not us You and I, we're Morty. Is that really so hard to believe? Kid, I've known it and I've believed it longer than you have. We both became video game characters at the same moment, but I knew the truth before you dropped your skateboard and went to your first cult meeting. How do you think a guy becomes a president in this game, honey? By not paying attention? Sorry to call you honey. I know we're both parts of a 14-year-old boy, but my part's old-fashioned and vaguely Southern. I'm confused. If if you know Rick is real, why... Why hold out? Because he's a rude, entitled cock. He's here to save us. He, he could have left the game and let us die. He spent 50 years. 50 years. It's what, a couple hours to him? He refuses to leave without his grandson, but what's grandson mean to him? Sounds like it means butler. Someone to help Summer with her die-hard, Whatever that means. I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. Fly fishing, a hug, a little appreciation for it is clearly a pretty decent kid. At least the 8% of them that makes up the decent half of the greatest goddamn nation on the planet. We're not a person to him yet. We're not Morty yet. We're, we're divided. We're divided because some of us don't trust the guy. What happens to that part of us when we're all back together? One Morty indivisible yeah, can, under a cranky old bag of dicks. You a man right who there. can lock in a box with five billion pieces goes. of his own goddamn flesh and blood.
9: Yeah, but the best line's coming up if I remember this. Is episode. it okay? Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. But
1: for fifty goddamn simulated years and never hear him say "I love you." Sorry, pumpkin tits. That dog don't hunt. <laughs> want, want some heroin? It's, it's a video game. Might as well.
9: There you go. That's the, that goes back to what we were <laughs> right, saying. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like when yeah. you realize that this reality, the real reality that we live in, not Roy, but the the real reality is essentially a video game. Yeah, it's like what's that's kind of what Alex, it's like. Alan Watts was saying, "Is like, what's going to happen at that point? Yeah. Which work. is kind of, but he was saying that, you know, in the 70s, late 60s and 70s, when that kind of was the, uh, that kind of did happen. I mean, there was an authoritarian clampdown in order to counteract the uh, the free love movement or whatever you would call that, of yeah. a bunch of people, like, tune in, turn on, drop out, like, it's yeah. society, fuck society's rules, all that stuff.
10: Yeah, I uh, you know with the with the Morty, you know the two the two Mortys you had Roy, and then the other person was the president. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know uh, that's the thing is like uh, uh, you could uh, th- that's what I'm talking about. Like like you can have that awareness um, of, uh, of, of 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 like the one consciousness moving through you, and you're looking at yourself, looking at yourself, and having a dialogue. But there's also part of the game is is that is that it's you're not going to break your egoic personality cast. Um, you're you're with it, and it may change over time. There might be it might change catastrophically suddenly due to certain circumstances sometimes too, um, like having you know open brain surgery like twice, like Biden has. Um, but uh, you, you know you you you're still going to have your personality, your egoic. Uniqueness, you know, you're gonna have your Sir seat, sitter, uh personality, and I'm gonna have my personality, but we're also aware of that one consciousness moving through us like cheese through a grater. There is a a shape to the universe, the dark matter that gives or presses into all of the visible matter that we can see, which they say is what, like, I, I don't know, it's a small number, but like. Overall, in the grand scheme of the universe, they say that visible matter is like uh, any—I don't know what it is—seven percent or thirty percent. Feel like it's or, less
9: than less than ten percent, isn't it? Y-
10: yeah, that that sounds right. And so they have no idea what the universe is comprised of to give it shape because they can't measure it. And uh, and that's like the thing that shapes the universe. And like we're what we're—I I have this feeling kind of that we move. Th- like consciousness moves through, like, uh, and the story of the creationism prior to God speaking or whatnot, perhaps, and then God spake, and then, he you know, spake existence uh, at will uh, by by creating context to everything and polar- polarity. Um, but
9: uh, like, like McKenna says, the reality is made of language.
10: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and vibration. Uh, and there's a lot of ways to perceive that and, and to transmit it to. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when, well, so, yeah, it's just, uh, we're, we're moving through, like, the universe has shape. And, you know, if you think in the, about the multiverse theory, too, uh, Stephen Hawking kind of wrote one of his final papers on the multiverse theory. And there's like these subtle connections that they call inflation points, um, where, uh the universes kind of have like they get squosed down to like a point and then it inflates like a bubble and then it collapses again into a point and those are inflation connection points or something like that uh so that there are multiple universes and they're connected like uh bubbles with you know threads attached between them or something like that kind of in that description and uh and as we move through these things each one has their own unique Experience, and so that's why very well could be that you know the the next experience after when you hit that death state, right? And you're supposed to go black because you have no more air. There's no more gas exchange. You have no oxygen. You're not able to have any muscle tone or vigor or contraction much, really, like voluntarily, and uh, everything just kind of collapses. You can't hold on to anything anymore. It's the final release of everything, of multiple systems at once. And um, so the experience of that, you would imagine it's probably going to be a bit stroboscopic in a way at first because it's like it's, there's regions of your brain that start to fail. And um, and so it would kind of like the light's being turned off and on, off and on real fast like because there's that aspect to describe what's happening. But then it's mm-hmm. like, danger, danger, (laughs) something's, we're shutting down here, this is critical, we need help, (laughs) send in the cavalry, and, uh, you know, and that's where uh, the shape of the universe kind of comes into play, and that's, and, uh, you know, when we get done with the job that we're doing here, there's a new job to go to, and we don't, you know, we may or may not remember where we came from, we can't say that we remember that, where we came from, and say, in a prior universe experience or something like that, but we can say that there's this thread of consciousness or God that moves through all of these different universes, and that is like the grounding thread or source that we can grab onto to say, if that happened, then God's with me throughout all of it, all of it. It doesn't, even if I can't remember, in it and if it if it is real, if it's not, then it's not. But if it is real, then you could say that's the common thread through all of it, and that's what you know. It's 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 God, but God is consciousness. What it's, were you saying about Israel? Oh, you're Jewish, uh, right? I, I went to a uh, I went to an actual <laughs> Jewish ceremony once and saw them blow the the the, uh, the, the whole the horn. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and we we're talking uh, about the guy's brain
9: shutting down, and I couldn't get to. You said danger, danger. I couldn't get to this in time.
8: Danger, danger! Alert, alert! I- yes,
9: yeah. it's exactly no, the, what you the, would the, hear. Yeah,
10: well, I mean. Jones might be right next to you, actually, whenever you're at that point. When you actually are on your deathbed, you've got all your friends and family. Let's say you've reached it to a point in life where you get to have that experience of dying, laying in bed, surrounded by your loved ones. And then also, also... Alex Jones walks in the door because, damn it, you wanted him to be there. And he could not break that promise to you. He was going to be there, but he was going to give all of the demons that are surrounding you, trying to take your spirit. And he's going to say, danger, danger. It's all the angels are going to come and
8: danger, help. danger, alert, alert. Yeah. I am a scumbag. I am filth.
10: <laughs> yeah. He attracts all the negative energy that could be coming for you and draws it to himself, gives you free passage to move on. He's it's like oh, one thanks. of those last gestures.
9: Thanks, Alex. Jones.
8: I love you, Chris.
9: I love you too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you yeah. Seen, have um Have you seen the rant of him talking about what's Bill Gates and and people like that are going to see on their deathbed? Uh. Uh-uh. He's no. like you're, he's like you're going to be dying. The life's going to be leaving your eyes, and there's going to be a six foot tall lizard standing over you the whole time, just licking his lips, ready to eat your soul as soon as it leaves your body, and you're going to have to look that thing in the eyes, and all the slimy demons and squid monsters just standing around your bed as your soul leaves your body and you'll know what you've done and they'll drag you back to hell or whatever he said. I was like, Oh Oh, man, I'm butchering it, but it was a great rant. Yeah. It's so good, right?
10: (laughs) It's so good. And you don't know. It may very well happen. It may very well happen because you're at the, you're at the event horizon of, of a separation of one consciousness to the next. And you don't know what's going to happen when you cross that threshold that you might see, you know, if you're of a questionable character, those lizards standing right over you, man. <laughs> you know, He's licking his as you fork look inward tongue. at you. Yeah, yeah. As you look inward, you get deeper and deeper into that reptilian stem of the brain that we have. Yeah, as you go inward.
0: The N word. You know what the N word is?
10: <sighs> as you as you go inward, uh, and you get deep, you know. Yeah. Then, uh, uh, you know, you might see some unbelievable things, um, unspeakable.
9: I want to know about these uh, Dennis Clark clips. Uh, Dennis Clark. It says C I don't know. It says CP. Oh you CP. Have gotcha, gotcha. I'm a C- gotcha. yeah. Oh, by the way, is... bold move labeling files, video files on your Google Drive CP. Oh, well, I'm kidding. this I'm is kidding. a this is yeah.
10: Yeah, I hear I I see what you're saying. Uh this is a a Christian audiobook and so it was a Christian product is what I was labeling it as I was quickly trying to go shorthand and distinct it from all yeah. the other ones and bad joke on my part. It's a. I it's, I can see where that's that's a that's a bad way to but you know what? <laughs> go ahead and open it if you want. Um okay. because,
9: uh, Am I getting you put on uh, a list?
10: No. We're already okay. on lists, so
9: Oh yeah, good point.
10: Um uh, yeah. Uh, so go ahead and play go ahead and play one through four and i 'll probably just kind of like break down like uh
9: so this first one
10: uh, so this is
9: from a christian uh, audiobook called soul
10: ties soul ties and it 's it 's not necessarily a Christian audiobook it has deep spiritual infusion and it 's basically about um preparation of the self in before engaging in a new relationship i guess so uh in terms of like cleansing your just uh, your mind and getting your your yourself mentally seated correctly, you know, into uh, before engaging in a new meaningful relationship. And so this is kind of these things with with God infusement in order to have that relationship of like when you have a a counterpart, a wife or a husband uh, that you look that you are married to, and you both then can also at the same time have that deep agreed perspective. Of of how you view God together, and then how you go about whatever it is that you do to, if you have a spiritual recognition together, or Mm -hmm. practice, or whatever, go to church or whatnot, you know, and then how you how you experience that together by then knowing that you are a vessel of God, both of you, and then both of you knowing that you are watching yourself, looking at yourself, back at yourself. That's a deep that's a deep aspect to um, have with your spouse. Uh, or your significant other, and uh, it can really deepen the relationship having that um, spiritual or religious religious component to it. Um, so, and th- so, this is these are some snippets that I took out that are descriptive of kind of in general all of the different things that we've kind of touched touched down upon and then and then taken back off with in, in terms of just describing. Universal consciousness.
4: So is uh, searching for what? such sons and daughters. We have an inheritance in Christ, but the Father has an inheritance in us. Paul, pre-
9: we yeah. have an inher- inheritance in Christ, but the Father has an inheritance in us. Yeah.
10: So, so that is like in, in in describing how they stack the personal experience with Christ and then with with God the Father, which is uh, from which Christ descended. Down to at our level, so we ascend to christ become to become god conscious, and really, what I also have read recently about what sin means is it just means to to not um, to take your eyes off of God or not to walk in full fidelity of how God would walk, and so that 's obviously we 're going to trip and stumble it 's not like somebody can. Who's three years old get to win the Tour de France? Okay, <laughs> you know we all kind of mm-hmm. go through a, a level of development, so it's expected we will falter or sin, and um, and so so we ascend to having a con a, ascend or awaken to a consciousness perspective that God moves through us as a vessel. It's something that He owns outright by nature, and then 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 God. You know, doing that, then God is able to descend down into us and you have that awareness of two at least, right? Your egoic self and then your God self who is it moves through things like in a like if you would consider your body like a Taurus, that energy kind of flows or like a magnetic field of the earth, how it kinda of goes up. Uh, or, or, towards the North Pole, and then it goes through the middle of the earth and back out the south Pole and up, and you know mm-hmm. so it 's like a, an energy current, uh, but with your body and and that God moves through you in that way it gives you it animates you, uh, but then you also have your brain and your experience um, and certain genetic factors that are turned on or off, and that gives you a certain personality too that 's different so uh, there 's it 's like a neutral visible like uh, there's like a neutral aware aspect of you and that's what we would say the higher power or something like that that flows through everybody and then there's your personality that gives everything you know some color and flavor so some flair flair so this other one uh we are one with god and this isn't i know i made a note it's a bit uncomfortably sexual in my opinion i don't know why it made me uncomfortable with with the way she was describing things but you be the judge of that for yourself But it's kind of like just a little
4: warning. So This can be revealed. Sexuality, therefore, is a prefigurement of the intimate relationship that God desires to have with man. In fact, the marital union and covenant in all its dimensions is meant to gloriously reveal the very image of God in ways that we can only begin to understand. Just as Eve was to be joined to her source, Adam, and become one flesh with him, so we are to be united to our source, Jesus, and become one with him. The glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. John chapter 17, verses 22 and 23.
9: Yeah, I I mean, I get what the... Yeah, I I, I definitely understand the idea, though. It's like there is... When, especially if you go in it with the intention, like sex can be, like a rapturous spiritual experience for sure.
10: Yeah, and that and that the way you know at the very beginning she said that how like how God also desires to have. Correct me if I'm mis- like rereading this again. That He wants to have a a a sexual relationship with man or 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 woman or this you know it's like it's like God having sex with itself. To, yeah you know through through your through your significant other or with with it's kind of weird right like um i don't know it's kind of a, a a weird thing to think about like when you think about having your relationship with jesus you don't think about jesus wanting to have a sexual relationship
9: with you okay uh i mean um, some people might some people might i bet some there's a, a lot of uh, horny christian moms out there that think about banging jesus like like milfs or stepmoms? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or just, like, you know, not necessarily... They don't might not be a mother I'd like to fuck, just a mother, maybe. Uh-huh. Okay, well, a and M. Maybe All they're right. not unsatisfied or uh, un, they're unhappy in their relationship with their boring family and their boring husband and their mm-hmm. bratty kids, and they just think about, like, they finger themselves to Jesus banging them, you know? But I don't think that's the type of uh, God-wanting-to-penetrate uh, man that... That uh, they're talking about here, but they said sexually,
10: right? So it's, uh, it's a it's a it's a way to ex- like experience as if it were like in that movie Avatar, where the soldiers were you know beaming their consciousness into that genetically matched, roughly. <laughs> I haven't seen the new the one or the
9: old one. Oh man, the one came out like five oh, no. days ago, right? Yeah.
10: yeah, yeah. I saw that one, and um, uh. I have my own opinion about it. So I'm not going to share that right now because it's still new. Uh everyone else should, you know, who wants to see it should see it if they want to without my bias. But uh uh yeah, I mean it's it's but that's what they do. That's what they did in the first one. They beamed their consciousness into it like a genetic like clinked linked uh alien body. And so uh it's like yeah, something like that. So anyway, anyway. But, I mean, anyways. yeah.
9: There's a that's a that's a classic um, TV trope switching consciousness, consciousnesses, consciousness, yeah. yeah. consciousnesses. Yeah, and any, I think that's. To...
10: I mean, ultimately, wouldn't that be the most safe way to travel the the universe? Would be to be able to, um, whether it's inter interdimensional travel or it's faster than light travel. You know, however it is that you bend space and time or you get from a to b to like different planets and solar systems and galaxies or whatnot um and and then uh to explore it at least uh from up in space above it right and uh because i'm sure you got really powerful telescopes or iphones on those machines um so they could zoom in really well and the ai on those cameras are just awesome um but uh, that you would never, you'd have this avatar that you're just looking through with the alien, the gray head guy, you know, you're just beaming your, your consciousness into him. Yeah. yeah. He's, or he's just make really... it a
9: literal biological robot that, yeah, either way it yeah. would be the same effect. Yeah. So that way as if as he's you transmitting to, sit, data back.
10: Yeah. As long as if you sat, if you wanted to, and you could sit down, push a button and you could immediately share the same space with him at the same time and get that same experience, you know, that he's having. And then you can zap out of it if you wanted to. So it's like, well, maybe maybe that's kind of like what we're experiencing. You don't know. It could just be one big fat game, and uh, we're just trying to wake up to this different level. So uh, let's check out uh, number three. We meet in the middle.
4: He first fulfilled the perfect law of God. Now he fulfills it through us. We are vessels or containers. The purpose of a vessel is Put something in.
10: Yeah. Yeah, I, I cut it a little short there, I guess. <laughs> but but that's exactly right. And uh and so, you know, you could say that the story of Jesus is that God descended um and that there was a, a vessel who was pure. Um and then uh, because it hadn't been done before to have God an incarnate vessel you know it's not really even described, I would say that that much or often in terms of monotheistic religions, maybe more so with the uh, Hinduistic ones, where you could have a physical relationship with God but uh, but then uh, but they don't really talk about the physicality of God in the Garden of Eden in terms of like, you know, I know they say that he would walk with them through the garden. Like, you know, when he gets home from work, you know, and he's waiting for dinner. He's like, I'm going to go out with the pets and hang out for a minute. So, yeah, um, you know, he, he, he didn't really say much about us throwing the ball around or playing some Frisbee. So he just said he walked with us. But, uh, but Jesus was physically there. He fed the people. He did all kinds of things. And then, like, the next stage then is for man to then— Become aware that they are vessels and containers of God, and that has an elevatory effect. Okay, I mean it doesn't mean like just at the, at the blink of an eye uh, means that from our perspective that everything changes all at once. But um, but it, over time, over time, as an idea meets its moment in space and time and whatnot, when it's when the time is right, nothing can stop an idea it's time, right? I mean, it's a, it, that's that 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 uh, Stoic type of uh, uh, quote or something like that. You know, nothing can stop an idea. Ideas are bulletproof. You know, you can't stop. Yeah,
9: and you idea can kill the man, but time. you can't stop the idea. I think there's yeah, there's exactly
10: various. right. And and that's the thing about the way i the way I like to think about and 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 Alan Watts and Ram Dass and, and and even in this book that we're listening to a little bit here they all talk about the same thing. And it doesn't have to be a religion because there's no leader of it. Because if God flows through everything, it's like we're all, you know, you're all on equal footing, okay? You have a different body than I do, but, you know, somebody needs to hold this unique behavior that's possible within the thoughts of God, and that person is you, or that person is somebody else that's listening right now. You know, it's like everyone... Gets to hold a unique um, interpretation, or an, a, a flash, or a moment in time of 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 God. You know, we're made in His image, or or Zer's image. I don't know. So, um, and no, God's
9: definitely a dude.
10: Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. So, so the there's last Mother one,
9: Nature, there's God and there's Santa. Only one of those are a woman. <laughs>
10: I agree. I agree. And, um, you know, she has all the oceans and stuff, right? So that's, you know, she'd be that person that
1: karma is a bitch.
10: Um, karma just came and get me. Did so, you just uh, unplug your
2: microphone?
10: I, well, I knocked, I knocked over my, my pop filter. So no. it's, uh, anyways, uh, you got one This one more last of these. Part, yeah. Yeah. One more of these, uh, you were, you are God's property to be
4: used At God's whim.
9: That doesn't sound consensual.
4: It's kind of weird, yeah. Emotions from God and others. You close your heart. Your emotions belong to God. You are not your own. You were purchased by God, and you don't have a right to withhold your emotions from him. He created your emotions to be open conduits of the...
10: Of the what? Uh well I I guess like, I, I I've never you know sometimes like these things just they go on and on and on they don't yeah you never wrap know when to stop it to structure exactly <laughs> yeah. it's like man <laughs> even in written form so that's what's hard about uh, Alan
9: Watts <laughs> it's like
10: I know yeah he has such great stuff and it's and like he fl- so everything
9: flows it. into everything so well that you never know when to like when's a good stopping point.
10: Exactly, because there 's so many different recordings of him where he he weaves in and out the same information, but in different ways all the time it 's like you don 't know where he 's going with it
2: mm-hmm.
10: and um, but uh, let 's see um, it's you know what she was describing, and how like that the emotions that we get to experience um, which whether they're, they're they feel good or they 're deep despair or it 's sadness or it 's depression or it 's joy. Or it's melancholy, or whatever, whatever color and variation of emotion that we can experience, it's it's like those are those are gods. Those are his property. He gets to he gets to have those, and you can't shut those down, even if you want to. Like he's going to experience all the emotions possible, uh, you know, through his vessels uh, whenever he wants. Now it kind of sounds like. Uh, a green card to just like become a complete like nutcase and uh, emotionally unstable, erratic person. Like we kind of see, uh, in our present day, you know, reality on certain Mm -hmm. video clips that are recorded and shared online. Yeah. (laughs) You you know, I mean, it's like you see some outrageous emotional behavior, uh, particularly of, um, I would say the 20 somethings right now, of course that might be pervasive through every generation too, but, um it, it it's uh like it's a liberty to just like just be be nuts, be crazy, because God these are God's emotions, and I'm going to be all I'm going to be all crazy and,
9: and yeah whatnot, so. I don't think most of the people that are exhibiting uh, unhinged emotions are have any awareness of that as their reason though.
10: no, absolutely not i'm not absolutely not, but it seems like what she's saying would give somebody who maybe were on the fence. A license right. to be outrageous so uh, but that but there is some truth to that in that and that no matter how much you might be ashamed about an aspect of yourself or that you don't want to feel an emotion um, ultimately it's going to surface and it's just something that you kind of have to process until mm-hmm. it's no longer something that's painful to deal with, um, much like how some people work through these types of things with exercise or uh, uh, sweat sweat rooms or uh, you know cryotherapy or things that are just uncomfortable or just like working on a, a project that requires persistence and consistency and dedication to getting the job done even though it's like you get to those parts where it's like fuck I don't want to do this <laughs> yeah uh, so um, but that uh, yeah you'll you'll get to you're just a, you're just property we're just. We're wearing clothes on borrow, for borrowed time until we get the next suit to wear, wherever it is that we're going. And um, to me, it's a positive message to look at life in this way because not only – even if the person you're having a conversation with isn't um, aware of and would embrace the idea that we've been talking about as far as like one consciousness pervasive through all, that uh, it still adds some fun to just the – Light engagement or or more deeper, depending upon the relation uh, with uh, other people, and um, um, and then you know for for people that who are getting closer or are on the path, and they understand some of these things, but they're not quite there. But you get to kind of be there to kind of either follow, or or just to slow down and have a you know I've had a couple conversations with some people um, who are. Um, on a, their own spiritual journey, and uh, you know they've landed in Christianity at this point, but that doesn't mean that as they age that they don't learn and grow too. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why I like to like my uh, my 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 uh, accessible materials on my website, thesource.io. Uh, it's it's all of such a, a spiritual nature in terms of it's just an appreciation. It's a an appreciation or artist artwork a type of artwork of, uh, of just being aware of your existence and what it means to be to tangibly be aware of this ethereal thing called consciousness which is you know it's it's here today and gone tomorrow and uh possibly and, uh,
2: and
10: as far as we know so, we're
9: humans are the only entity that can ponder their own consciousness other than maybe dolphins and octopuses yeah, trees, plants, maybe plants. If they have some kind of network, uh,
10: right? Yeah, there's, there's life in everything, and that's what's interesting about about life is that life has to eat life in order to live. You know, it's uh, it's like kind of like eating body of Christ or or whatnot. Um, it's it's consuming the knowledge is what it is, the vibration. I don't like using that word all too much, too often, vibration,
5: but
9: you know, it is what, what it it's is. It's hippy-dippy, what but it's still accurate. There sometimes it's cliches accurate. exist because they're true.
10: It hurts. The weight of them is heavy sometimes, but uh, uh, yeah, just the, it's all the materials are dedicated to what, and that, so that's like it's a, a, that's why I call it the source. Like if you just try to get get to the root of existence or the root of the matter, and it's in a constant um, elevation or escalation or even descent, if you want, of consciousness of awareness, and and uh, and so it's it's beyond religious label or or theistic label, which I would call terms like Christianity, Muslim, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism. Like it's 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 all those things stripped away, like Rondas was talking about. And saying that eventually he just got to where he didn't even have a body. He was just awareness looking down at a couch that he used to be sitting on. It's like, you know, you're just you're just consciousness. Um, and um, it's it's to to get to that level It's to get beyond description and uh, where you have to you have to immerse yourself. You and and how do you go about doing that? You have to take upon the perspective that that you're on a journey you're on your own individualized journey that you get to share with other people and but you're all uh having your own unique experience but you're all kind of we're all going to the same place together and and so but i mean the experience of us having a life i mean especially in this day and age and all the shits that's happening right now it's like it's a hell of a show at the freaking circus and we got front row seats, you know? So, um, there was, um, Oh, if you wouldn't mind, cause I know we were going to, uh, kind of uh, wrap things up, but I think that there's a, there's a Alan Watts, sh- very short poem. Um, uh,
9: uh, right. and, uh, if I that would be me perfect. Some Watts. Like, yeah. W, If uh, Rami D sounds just, better than alley W.
10: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this one kind of just describes the elevation of awareness levels, and it's a really neat uh, guide into it. I think it would be a great kind of stepping off point uh, uh, for this. What's show, the number?
9: Oh, awesome. the uh,
12: 10. Uh, number 10, yeah. Boom. Meant by self awareness or self remembering. Smriti is to have a completely complete presence of mind. So it, uh, there is a, a wonderful meditation. ...called the house that Jack built meditation... ...at least that's what I call it... ...that the southern Buddhists practice. He walks and he says to himself... ...there is a lifting of the foot. There is a lifting of the foot. Next thing he says... ...there is a perception of the lifting of the foot. And Then next he says... ...there is a tendency... ...towards the perception of the feeling... ...of the lifting of the foot. Then finally he says... ...there is a consciousness of the tendency... Of the perception, of the feeling, of the lifting, of the foot. <laughs> and so, with everything that he does, he knows that he does it. He is self aware. I
9: like that.
10: Yeah. Uh, what I love about that is that uh, kind of like the Yoga Sutras, as I've been reading them, um, and uh, I should find that and share that online, but uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the book right off the top of my head, but. Uh, it's a yoga practice in terms of the philosophical component of yoga, and it's about watching like your your mind is like has this dialogue that goes back and forth of awareness um and it debates itself in a decision making process it's all it's so fast it's almost imperceptible um It really is mostly imperceptible by most people because it's just like, I'm just living life, I'm just doing what I'm doing, you know I don't think about any things I just do. It happens so fast that uh it's just considered living, you know. So um uh, And when it
9: when it happens slow, like the metaphor that's where the metaphor of the angel and the demon on your shoulders, right, came from?
10: Yeah, probably probably that. And uh it also represents uh just uh like this uh uh a con a con and, and positive pro and con comparison and uh and you know eventually there's a certain voice that kind of wins out in that way, and then you make a decision, an act, and uh, but based on your thoughts, and then like an internal dialogue, and um, in becoming aware of that, and then it kind of slows down your reaction time, and you think about decisions going forward, or the impact and profundity of words, and how they shape. They're literal reality changers. I mean, it's like it is like magic in a way because if you can if you can shape the way a person is perceiving you, and what what it is that you're communicating, even if it's even if it's a level of silliness is like a, a certain kind of sandwich you want at McDonald's through the drive thru I mean, you know, your words um, have profound impact in terms of of what what other people are listening to from you, and it's not a guarantee that they're going to interpret it the same way that you're trying to express it. In fact, a lot of people fuck it up, and uh, that's why that telephone uh, telephone, you know, game is, is so fun, yeah. Yeah, like a birthday party,
9: you know? So, yeah. uh, but even if they so get yeah. the words 100% right, they might have the meaning completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst and, and, part about texts, messages.
10: I hate thing? text. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> because there's so much context lost. You don't know if, if someone's being sarcastic. <laughs> you don 't know if they con uh, text. Uh, yeah there 's no con text with it um, and yeah it 's just there 's so many it 's such an easy way to misinterpret somebody 's intentions and um or what they 're just trying to say and it 's like and, and even sometimes just having a phone call sometimes it 's like you uh, that that there 's missing body language, you get the voice inflection, but if you could really see somebody 's eye, you know. The conversation would be different too. And so mm-hmm.
2: um,
9: yeah. Ted Kaczynski was right.
10: Yeah, he is. He's in that he's in that max security supermax or what can you imagine? Like you think about Supermax, I'm thinking about like a bank vault door that's on his prison cell or something like that. It's like supermax. What does that what does that even mean? I don't want to find out. Um, it's so. no T
9: J Max, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so. TJ max. Yeah. Uh, well, what else? Anything else? Uh, <clears throat> as Joe Rogan would say, we just did three hours. Wow. We just remember how he always says that. We just did three hours.
10: Hey, man. Hey, I got to go. We just did three hours. Amazing, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy that, uh, how
9: that time that time flew. We just did three yeah. hours.
10: <laughs> and there's so much more. There's so much more that you know you can uh, spend time on. You know, like I like to equate talking like it's uh you know like a babbling brook in a way um it, it's just there's phonetic sound to it Even if, you know, if you're not even really processing the syllables into words you know there's a, just a flow to the battle uh okay. and it's like a, a brook and we can, yeah babble on and uh and you should have been the name of the Zeppelin song
9: instead of ramble on
10: babylon dude that's right it could have been so much more like yeah and uh it just uh you just you threw me for a loop there for a second with the Led Zeppelin and stuff like that but uh you know that's good um but yeah yeah no I had, a, I had i had a lot of fun this is uh you know this stuff that i can wax on i think it like for me i don't know i don't know why personally like to me this stuff i think about throughout half the day probably
9: yeah um, i'm kind of the same kind of, way I wish I was yeah. better at putting it into words though, but that's why we have people like um the people that yeah, do it profession. Yeah, yeah. You're better. Yeah. I I mean I've been I've been listening to your show off and on and I've always I've always really really enjoyed it so I hope people will go check out uh, the source.io spoken word. I need to I need yeah. to like um man, I've I've gotten to the point where there's so many there's just too many shows out there. There's a lot but, of shows. Uh, yeah, you know, but uh no, I my years I've like I've realized my favorite one to list like when I'm actually going out on a walk is when I like listening to your oh that's show cool because, because it's like um I don't know it's just there's so, there's I don't know there's like it's these kind of topics it's the same type like uh when I it's the same thing as I'd be, if I was listening to like Alan Watts or something there's something like out in the woods like you're walking around and you're like it's just nice to it's I don't know there's something about this line of thinking them getting your brain churning in a in a way of like consciousness and the um the uh esoteric reality of nature that i feel like it it works better with those um than if you're like stuck in traffic on the highway or something does that make sense yeah (laughs) absolutely
10: and uh because it it adds a a depth or a level of of color to just of, of experience that it it gives it gives the experience of life some gravity not like in a bad way but it's like there's there's like you know, experience and, and, and life, wow. And I, man, I tell you, 2021, not the easiest year, not the easiest year. And this year's been just as tough. But,
9: you know, like for everybody say, or for you specifically?
10: Well, I definitely, I definitely have. But I know that for a lot of people and a lot of people that I know have had tough uh, a tough year, year and a half too. Yeah,
9: 2022, and, without getting into a long, Boring story was definitely the hardest year of my life this year. That yeah. was rough. I'm hoping next year it, better.
10: Yeah, I do too. I I think that it's going to be interesting to see what happens on a national level and a, maybe a global level, just kind of cursorily. But I don't give out a lot of attention um, because I think there's just you know there's there's more that to do with my allotted time in life than to worry about politics played by you know a group of twenty people. So.
9: Um, yeah, you know. Well, like, you can ignore politics, but politics eventually won't ignore you. Is the one line of thinking, but the other one is like there's a balance to strike because it's like, well, yeah, um, clean your room first, as Jordan Peterson would say, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or in the or to to quote Jesus, I think it was, get the plank out of your own eye before you, um. Before you point out the speck in somebody else's eye, I'm butchering the quote, but. Yeah. <laughs> There's somewhere in between there and his recipes and crude doodles. I remember that.
10: Mmm, crude doodles sound good. Crude, <laughs> several pages of crude do- cr- cr- doodles. crude doodles. Oh, crude doodles, crude doodles. Well, I like doodles. Make something called crude doodles.
9: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, dude. Thanks, sir. A one sauce, and of course, like I said, the source to I O and the spoken word wherever podcasts are found. That'll be linked in the show notes. I hope everybody checks it out. And, uh, dude, let's do, let's do this more often. I always love uh, talking. Yeah, sounds to you.
10: awesome. I love talking to you, Mr. Sir Citter. And uh, thank you again for having me back. It's awesome. I love talking. There's not a lot of people that talk about this kind of stuff to go down these deep, deep rabbit holes. But I love listening to the people that you have come on. And then uh, I just uh, love being able to have a dialogue and talk about it and see other perspectives and then get to be, you know, like that MoFax thing where it's like to understand and then be understood. So.
9: Yeah, yeah, seek first to un, uh, understand and be understood. Hell yeah! Yeah, Mo, I love Mo, man. Mo's a good dude. Mo's a good dude. Yeah. All right, man. Well, um, yeah, let's let's do it again here. Maybe in like a couple weeks or a month, and we'll make a we'll solve all the world's problems. As always, I can't I, believe I there's not I, world peace by now.
10: I know. I, I was, I'm waiting for my free my free uh, food stamps so I can get some beef. You know so. Where's the, where's, the, where's the funny coupons at?
9: Arby's. We have the meats.
10: Yes. Not going to get powder.
9: <laughs> uh, well, have a good night, man. And everybody, Thanks. thank you for listening.
12: Abs a six-pack! We are living in an age which is quite peculiar. Because in the world of science, there are no longer any secrets. Because the method of science requires that all scientists be in communication with each other and therefore that every scientist as soon as he has discovered something or uh, got a good idea he rushes into print and it's important for him to do so because some other scientist somewhere else in the world might be thinking about something on the same lines and would be stimulated in his work by this man's speculations even if not uh, by discoveries. And so the whole scientific world tries to remain in communication. And for this reason, uh, it was absolutely impossible to keep atomic energy a secret. In former ages, that might have been managed. Because there were many secrets once upon a time. And people were not admitted to these secrets unless they were in some way tested and found capable of handling them without running amuck. We live in such a dangerous age because all the secrets are out in the open and anybody can run amok with them. And that's just the situation we have to face and that is just the situation we have to handle. It is too late to stop it because that would be, as they say, locking the door after the horse has bolted. the vice president of an extremely important corporation in the United States very progressive and very uh, vital a few months ago said there are two major forces operating in the world today for good or for evil one is red china the other is lsd <laughs> and there is a certain reason why such a thing as a certain chemical which is capable of opening people's minds in a certain way should be something extremely disturbing because uh, this particular chemical in common with a number of others that have been known for centuries but have been rather played cool through those centuries are Is capable of doing something which simply cannot be tolerated. That is to say capable of letting properly prepared individuals or sometimes improperly prepared individuals in on a secret which is very closely guarded and which is as a matter of fact the deepest and most fundamental of all our social taboos. I have just finished writing a book which I've had uh, with a sort of tongue-in-cheek attitude had the temerity to call the book. And it is subtitled the book you see on the taboo against knowing who you are. Because that is really the thing that cannot be let out. Uh, Sex is not really a serious taboo in our culture. If you are... Uh, initiating a young person into life and you realize that your son or daughter is going to college and that you ought therefore to have a serious talk with them, they'll laugh at you and say, all this thing you're telling us about sex we knew years ago and we know more about it than you do. (laughs) So uh, that is not a subject uh, for a serious initiation talk to a young person. So we have to think again and try and find out, think deeply, What is fundamentally taboo in this culture and perhaps in other cultures as well? What, uh, would, what information, in other words, would really let out, let the cat out of the bag and give away the show? Now, quest around a bit. Ask yourself this. For what reason would a person be considered hopelessly insane? What uh, sort of claims must a person simply not make? Well there is one, and that is if anybody claims that he is God. That simply isn't done, certainly not in our culture, although it's very frequent in India. But in our culture that is simply uh, not allowed because we, uh, most of us from a Christian background and if not that from a Jewish background and there's a great deal in common. Because both Christians and Jews are deeply concerned about somebody called Jesus Christ. Both Christians and Jews are in a way followers of Jesus Christ in different ways. He is a problem to both. because. He was the man who came out and discovered he was God. And uh, that simply is impermissible. The Jews handled it in one way. The Christians handled it quite as effectively in another way. The Christians handled Jesus perfectly, even more tactfully than the Jews, by putting him on a pedestal and saying, this was the only man who ever was God and nobody else was really so before and certainly nobody can be so afterwards stop right there put him on the altar bow down to him worship him so that everything he had to say will be null and void and it worked beautifully but you see, the trouble about deep secrets is they can't be repressed indefinitely. Now, here's the problem, you see, that there are certain processes, some of which are what you might call spiritual exercises, others are simply chemicals, others are just horse sense, whereby one comes to see very clearly, indeed, that... Black goes with white and self goes with other. And as this becomes clear to you, it's rather shaking. Because look, if what you define as you is inseparable from everything which you define as not you, just as front is inseparable from back then you realize that deep down between self and other there is some sort of conspiracy. If these things always occur in combination and look very different from each other and feel quite different, nevertheless the feeling of difference between them allows each one to exist. And so underneath the opposition or the polarity between self and other, or between any other pair of opposites you can think of, there is something in common, as there is, for example, between figure and background. You can't see a figure without a background. You can't have an organism without an environment. Equally, you can't have a background without a figure, or an environment without organisms in it, or without things in it. You can't have space which is unoccupied by any solid. You can ha- cannot have solids not occupying some space. This is absolutely elementary, and yet we don't realize it, because, for example, the average person thinks that space is nothing. It is just a sort of not thereness in which there are things, and we are slightly afraid that not-thereness, that nothingness, that darkness, that the negative poles of all these oppositions will win. That they will eventually swallow up every kind of being and every kind of theirness. But when you catch on to the game, you realize that that won't happen, because what is called not-existing is quite incapable of uh, being there without the contrast of something called existing. It's like the crest and the trough of a wave. You can't have a wave that is all trough and no crest, just as you can't have a wave which is all crest and no trough. Such a thing has never been manifested in the physical universe. They go together. And that is the secret. There really is no other secret than that. But it is thoroughly repressed. And therefore we are all educated to feel that we've got to fight for the white because the black might win we've got to survive you must survive that's the great thing we're all working under and pounding it out day after day in anxiety because this is a description of anxiety anxiety is the fear that one of a pair of opposites might cancel the other forever and if by any chance by any means you find out that that is not so you have an entirely new attitude to what human beings are doing which may be very creative but which also may be very dangerous you see through the game the game called white must win Because you know that neither black nor white are going to win. Because they belong to each other. So one of the problems of the various chemicals which can uh, change the human mind in certain ways, so that it becomes apparent that inside and outside go together, is that they do rather give the show away, and people who take these chemicals and see through The human game cannot be trusted. They may decide to be good sports and go back into the game and play it as if it were for real, or they may not. And if they don't, what's going to happen? Now, you see, what is, uh, let me speak specifically for a moment, I said the subject of this is LSD. LSD is one such chemical that does produce this curious effect of making you aware of the polarity of things. It does lots of other things. It does lots of rather unessential and trivial things. And these, of course, in all the publicity in the various national magazines about LSD get thoroughly emphasized. In other words, when somebody says something's real psychedelic, they mean bizarre. And when the national magazines try to illustrate the effect of these chemicals with various photographs, they come on with blurred photographs of all sorts of things, higgledy-piggledy, messed together, uh, naked girls seen through prisms. <laughs> well, that's absolutely nothing to do with it. If uh, you wanted some sort of appropriate illustration for a light magazine article on the effects of lsd uh, you would have one very simple solution you would publish the most gorgeous color reproductions of persian miniatures and of uh, moorish arabesques and of the illuminations of celtic manuscripts that would give you the story so far as changes in human sensation are concerned. But there would be one thing very difficult to put across in pictures, because the people who looked at them, if they didn't get the point of view, wouldn't see it. (coughs) And that is what I will call the sensation, as well as the intellectual understanding, of polarity. That is to say, that the inside and the outside the subjective and the objective, the self and the other, go together. In other words, uh, uh, there is a harmony, an unbreakable harmony. When I'm using the word harmony, I don't necessarily mean something sweet. I mean absolute uh, concordant relationship between what goes on inside your skin and what goes on outside your skin. It isn't that what goes on outside is so powerful that it pushes around and controls what goes on inside, equally so. It isn't that what goes on inside is so strong that it often succeeds in pushing around what goes on outside. It is very simply that the two uh, processes, the two behaviors, are one. What you do is what the universe does. And what the universe does is also what you do. Not you in the sense of your superficial ego, which is a very small little tiny area of your conscious sensitivity, but you in the sense of your total psychophysical organism, conscious as well as unconscious. (coughs) This is not something that arrived in the world from somewhere else altogether. That confronts an alien reality. What you are, as Johnny, who's just Johnny. And, and, and don't you come on too strong, Johnny, because, um, no, you've got elders and betters around here. But you're responsible. You're a free agent. You'd better be. <laughs> and so, when you are told from childhood, that you are expected and commanded to behave in a way that will be acceptable only if you do it voluntarily. You remain permanently mixed up. (laughs) That, if anything, is permanent brain damage. (laughs) So, but that's the idea, you see, because that's the game we're playing. You started it. I didn't. See. That's the game we're playing. And we can make all kinds of complexities out of that. And really, in a way, have enormous fun. But once anybody sees through that, well, we're frightened. Once you get this sense of polarity, of your inside being the same process as your outside, and your ego being one and the same process as the whole universe going on, then we are afraid that people may say, well, good equals bad and we can do anything we like. And we didn't in any way be further subject to the ordinary rules of human conduct. And uh, we can wear what clothes we like or no clothes at all. We can have what sexual life we like. We can do anything. And uh, we are going to generally, because the world is being rather oppressive towards us, challenge the whole thing and run amuck." And a lot of people are doing just exactly that. So I want to introduce into this whole problem some ancient wisdom. I have really two things to talk about. How cultures, which always did know in some way, or uh, among whom a large number of people always did know this secret, handled it. And then I want to make some observations about how we are trying to handle it and how it's not going to work. Among the Hindus and among the Buddhists, this view of the real identity of a human being has always been known, at least by a very influential minority. The central doctrine of the Hindu way of life, I call it that rather than a religion, is in Sanskrit, Tattva Masi, you're it, to put it in a kind of colloquial way, you're it. And it is the witch than which there is no witcher, which they call the Brahman, or the Atman, with a capital A, meaning the self. You are only just kidding that you're just poor little me. See, the function of a guru, that is to say a spiritual teacher in India, is to look, give you a funny look in the eye, because you come to him and say, Mr. Guru, I have problems. (laughs) Uh, I I suffer, and uh, it's a mess, and I can't control my mind, and I'm miserable and depressed, and so on. And he gives you a funny look. And you feel a bit nervous about the way he looks at you. Because, he, you know, he's reading your thoughts. And this man is a great magician. He can read everything that's in you. He knows right down into your unconscious, and you know all the dreadful things you've thought and all the awful desires you have and you are rather embarrassed that this man looks right through you and sees them all. But that's not what he's looking at. <laughs> he's giving you a funny look for quite another reason altogether. Because he sees in you the Brahman, the Godhead, just claiming it's poor little me. And he's going to eventually, by all sorts of subtle techniques that are called in Sanskrit upaya, that in politics means chicanery and in spiritual education means skillful pedagogy. (laughs) He is going to try and kid you back into realizing who you really are. That's why he gives you a funny look and why he seems to see right through you as if to say, Shiva, old boy, don't kid me. I know who you are, but you're coming on beautifully in this act that you're somebody else altogether. And I congratulate you. You're doing a wonderful job <laughs> playing this part, which you call the person, my person. You know, a person is a fake. It, the, the word means a mask. So if you read books on how to be a real person, you're reading books on how to be a genuine fake. <laughs> the word persona, as you know, means a mask, worn in uh, Greek Greco-Roman drama. So if you I, come on to the guru and say, well, he asks you who you are, Sri Ramana Maharshi, when anybody came to him and they said to him, as people do, who was I in my last incarnation? Or will I be reincarnated again? He always replied, who's asking the question? (laughs) And everybody was irritated because he wouldn't give them answers about what they were in their former lives. He just said, who are you? And he looked at you. Have you looked at photographs of this man? I keep a photograph of him close by because of the humor in his eyes. They're looking at you with a dancing twinkle, saying, come off it.
2: <laughs>
12: now then, in these Asiatic traditions, it is well recognized that people who get the knowledge that you're it may very well run amok, and therefore they always couple any method of gaining this, whether it is yoga, whether it is uh, smoking something or drinking something or whatever is the method, they always couple it with a discipline. Now I know the word discipline isn't very popular these days. And uh, I would like to have a new word for it. Because most people who teach disciplines don't teach them very well. They teach it with a kind of uh, violence as if a discipline was something that is going to be extremely unpleasant and that you're going to have to put up with. But that's not the real secret of discipline. I would prefer to use the word skill. Discipline is a way of expression. Say you want to express your feelings in stone. Now stone doesn't give way very easily, it's tough stuff. And so you have to learn the skill or the discipline of the sculptor in order to express yourself in stone. And so in every other way, whatever you do, you require a skill. And it's enormously important, especially for American people, to understand that there is absolutely no possibility of having any pleasure in life at all without skill. Money doesn't buy pleasure. Ever. Look. If you want to get stoned drunk and go out and get a bottle of bourbon and down it, you can't do that except for people who have practiced the distiller's art. You can't even make love without art. Where I live in Sausalito, we have a harbor full of ever so many pleasure craft, motor cruisers, sailing boats, all kinds of things, and they never leave the dock.
2: All that happens
12: with them is their owners have cocktail parties there on Saturdays and Sundays. Because they discovered, having bought these things, that the discipline of sailing is difficult to learn and takes a lot of time. And they didn't have time for it, so they just bought the thing as a status symbol. So in other words, um, you, you can't have pleasure in life without skill. But it isn't an unpleasant task to learn a skill. If the teacher, in the first place, gets you fascinated with it. There is immense pleasure in learning how to do anything skillfully. To make carpentry things, to cook, to write, to calculate, anything you want. It can be immensely pleasurable to learn uh, the discipline. And it is completely indispensable. Indispensable. Because look, you may be a very inspired musician. I'm not a a musical technologist, you see, and I regret it, but I'm a word word technologist. But I can hear in my head all kinds of symphonies and all kinds of marvelous compositions, but I don't have the technique to write them down on paper and share them with somebody else. Too bad. Maybe next time around. (laughs) But you see so far as words are concerned, I can express ideas because I have studied language. And I've worked very hard. Uh, not that I didn't like it, I intensely enjoy the work of writing a book. Although it is difficult, but it's fascinating to say what can never possibly be said. <laughs> so uh, you see what's happening, what you have to do, you have inspiration. But then you have to have technique to incarnate, to express your inspiration. That is to say, to bring heaven down to earth, and to express heaven in terms of earth. Of course they are really one behind the scenes, but there's no way of pointing it out unless you do something skillful. You see, we are all at the moment absolutely in the midst of the beatific vision. We are all uh, one with the divine, or some... I don't like that sort of wishy-washy language, but we are all there. But we are so much there that we're like fish in water. They don't know they're in water. Like the birds don't know they're in the air, because it's all around them. And in the same way we don't know what the color of our eyes is. I don't mean whether you've got blue or brown eyes, but the color of the lens of your eye. You call that transparent. No color. See, because you can't see it but it's basic to being able to see anything so in order to find out where you are there has to be some way of drawing attention to it and that involves skill upaya in Sanskrit skillful means so it's all very well anybody can have ecstasy anybody as a matter of fact can become uh, aware that he is one with the eternal ground of the universe. But since that's what you are anyway, I'm going to ask, so what? When a hero goes on an adventure and he leaves his people and is going to a strange land, he can go away and just hide himself around the corner in an obscure house and then appear a year later and say, I've been on a heroic journey and tell all sorts of tales. And they say, prove it. Because they expect him to bring back something. Something which nobody has seen before. Then they believe you've been on the journey. So in the same way exactly. Anybody who goes on a spiritual journey. Must bring something back. Because if you just say. Oh man it was a gas. (laughs) Anyone can say that. Now this is why in the doctrines of Buddhism. Buddhism. There is a differentiation between two kinds of enlightened beings. They are both forms of Buddha, which is to say the word Buddha means somebody who has awakened, who has discovered the secret behind all this. In other words, all this thing we call life with its frantic concerns is a big act, which you, in your unconscious depths, are deliberately setting up. So, you can do one of two things when you discover this. You can become what's called a Pratyeka Buddha. That means a private Buddha. Who doesn't tell anything. Or you can become a Bodhisattva. A Pratyeka Buddha goes off into his ecstasy. And never is seen again. Bodhisattva is come one who comes back and appears in the everyday world And plays the game of the everyday world by the rules of the everyday world. But he brings with him upaya. He brings with him some way of showing that he's been on the journey, that he's come back, and he's going to let you in on the secret too. If you, if, 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 you'll play it cool, and also come back to join in the everyday life of everyday people. Because this is the rule. If the world is dramatic, if the world, as the Hindus say, is a big act put on by the divine self, one of the rules of coming on stage is that you don't come on as yourself. You come on as the part that you're going to play. It's very bad form if an actor always acts the same way. That's what's called a star as distinct from an actor. (laughs) A real actor can become anything. And so, but in private life, well, he's just Mr. Jones. And, but he doesn't come on the stage that way. So in the same way, if you know that behind the scenes, in the depths, fundamentally, you are it, you don't come on that way. It always comes on as something else. That's the rule of the stage. Because without that, there wouldn't be a play. There would only be reality no illusion and the whole point of life is illusion from the word latin "ludere" to play showbiz the show must go on so don't give it away but uh, truth has a way of leaking it gets out but then the important thing is you see when the truth gets out those who catch hold of it must find a way of staying in contact with what society calls reality that is to say if you have a radio you don't only need an antenna you also need a ground so what happens in the world of mysticism of uh, psychedelic visions, and so on, needs to be grounded. So then, there are always two uh, directions in which such a discipline works. One, preparatory. In other words, those who taught disciplines for awakening in the Orient were always careful to screen, first of all to screen those who applied, and then after screening them, to uh, make them sensible so that they knew how to handle the game and of ordinary human existence and play it by the ordinary human rules in other words that they had strength of character and were not the sort of people who would be wiped out because they had no strength of character by an overwhelming experience then they let them in but there are certain disciplines such as Zen where you get into the essential secret very early on in the discipline. And after that, they are concerned with much more training in showing you how to use it. How to use the power to use the vision which you have acquired. And so it is with the current, uh, what we will call LSD scene, that is uh, raging through the United States. Uh it unfortunately lacks discipline. And I'm not trying to say this in a kind of severe, authoritarian, paternalistic way, but only that it would be so much more fun if it had it. In other words, when people try to express what they have seen in this kind of changed state of consciousness, they show five movies going on at once, Projected upon torn bedsheets with stroboscopic lights going as fast as possible at the same time and 11 jazz bands playing <laughs> and uh, They're going to blow their minds, baby <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
12: <coughs> And every, everybody else who hasn't seen this thing look around and say well, it's a mess I don't like the looks of it uh-huh. Let's suppose that while you were very very high on LSD, you looked into a filthy ashtray, and you saw the beatific vision, which is of course the case, because uh, wherever you look, if your eyes are open, you will see the face of the divine. Then you come out of your ecstasy with the dirty ashtray and say to everybody, here it is. (laughs) No. There is a possibility, if you are an extraordinarily skillful painter, or even photographer, of presenting the dirty ashtray so that everybody else will see almost what you saw in it. But you will have to have a technique which will translate every grain of ash into a jewel. Because that's what you actually saw. But that requires mastery of an art. And I'm afraid uh, people think that all it's necessary to do is uh, just throw out any old thing, because under that transformed state of consciousness, any old thing is the, is the works. But nobody else can see it if they haven't shared that point of view. So then. Uh, This becomes, for us in the United States, an extremely important social problem. The cat is out of the bag. We are living in a scientific world where secrets cannot be kept. And anyone, anytime, can uh, pick up something which will short-circuit all the ancient religious techniques yoga practice meditation etc etc this is all very embarrassing but it will happen not for everybody but for a lot of people and they will see what all those sages and buddhas and uh, yogis and uh, prophets saw in ancient times and it will be very clear so what So, you see, you can say, look at all these people who haven't seen it. This is a temptation. Look at them all going about their business, earning money and uh, grinding it out at the bank or the insurance office or whatever it is every day and how serious they look all about it and they don't really know it's a game. And you uh, you can cultivate a certain contempt for people like that. But it's very, very bad to do that. Because, of course, don't forget, they have a certain contempt for you. <laughs> you see, always the nice people in town who live in the best residences,
2: uh,
12: they know that they're nice because there are some people on the other side of the tracks who are not nice. And so at their cocktail parties... They have a lot to say about the people who are not nice. Because that boosts their collective ego. There would be no other way of doing it. You don't know that you're a law-abiding citizen unless there are some people who aren't. And if it's important to you to congratulate yourself on being law-abiding, you therefore have to have some criminal classes. Outside the pale, of course, of your immediate associates. (laughs) On the other hand, the people who are not nice... They have their parties, and they boost their collective ego by saying that they're the people who are really in, whereas these poor squares who deliver the mail faithfully, and uh, who carry on what you call responsible jobs, they're just dupes. Or when they earn their money, all they do is they buy toy rocket ships with it, and go roaring around and so on, and that's they think that's pleasure. So the people who are not nice boost their collective ego in that way neither of them realizing that they need the other just as much as a flower needs a bee and a bee needs a flower. So you, when you see the people who you think are not in on the secret, you, if you really understand, you have to revise your opinion completely and say that the squares are the people who are really far out because they don't even know where they started. See, uh, an enlightened Hindu or or Buddhist looks at the ignorant people of this world and says, my respects. Because here I see the divine essence having altogether forgotten what it is and playing the most far out game of being completely lost. Congratulations, how far out can you get? So if you understand that, you you don't start a war with people you might say are square. Don't challenge them. Don't bug them. Don't frighten them. The reason is not because they are immature, because they are babies and you mustn't scare babies. It's nothing to do with that. You mustn't frighten them because they are doing a very far out act. They are walking uh, on a tightrope miles up. And they've got to do that balancing act. And if you shout, they may lose their nerve. See, that's what the, we call the responsible people of the world are doing. It is an act. It's a game, just like the tightrope walker. But it's a risky one. And you can get ulcers from it. And uh, all sorts of troubles. But you must respect it. And say, congratulations on being so far out. Let me give you a basic
8: gestalt. We live in a third dimensional plane, we can see the planets, the galaxies, the suns, hundreds of billions of galaxies photographed, universes. We live in an amazing space-time continuum. And we're on this planet and Einstein's physics showed it, Max Planck's physics showed it all. There's at least 12 dimensions. And now that's why all the top scientists and billionaires are coming out saying it's a false hologram, it is artificial, the computers are scanning it and finding. Tension points where it's artificially projected and gravity's bleeding in to this universe. That's what they call dark matter. So we're like a thought or a dream that's a wisp. In some computer program, some God's mind, whatever, they're proving it all. It's all coming out. So we're on this planet, the third dimension, which is a launch pad to all the other dimensions below and above. The third dimension, all the mathematics shows, is is the primal sea of where all this happens. The Earth's like an egg, and we've got all this potentiality. Now, there's like this sub-transmission zone below the third dimension. That's just turned over to the most horrible things, is what it resonates to. And it's trying to get up into the third dimension that's just a basic level consciousness to launch into the next levels. And our species is already way up in the fifth, sixth dimension, consciously, our best people. But there's this big war trying to, like, basically destroy humanity because humanity has free will and there's a decision to which level we want to go to. We have free will, so evil's allowed to come and contend, not just good. It's people who are psychically, genetically available to interface in this incredibly diverse universe with all these dimensions above and below and all around us with consciousnesses. And the truth is, no energy is ever destroyed. It all continues on. The truth is, our bodies, this is a fact, are a communal hive organism of all of our ancestors and all of their race memories, but not in just some compressed epigenetic system it's beyond that it's an electrochemical antenna they've proven this that connects to higher and lower dimensions so our body suit because our, cause our, our our predecessors wouldn't put us in a position without giving us a bodysuit that is them. Our families are loving us. They're holding us. They're wrapped all around us. Their strength, their will, their bad, their good, their sins, the good things they did, the battles they won, the battles they lost, the woman they loved, the, the man they loved. It's all in us, all these people. It's why we're able to look into so many things and have so many different experiences. The elite are all about transcendence and living forever and the secrets of the universe, and they want to know all this. Some are good, some are bad, some are a mix. And so all the shaman, all the ancient religions, everybody says there are the good ones and there are the bad ones. But the good ones don't ever want to organize. The bad ones don't want to organize because they lust after power. And the, and people are interfacing. So you say, where does it begin? From the Tibetans to the Mesoamericans to the Egyptians to the Druids to every ancient society describes the same thing. There are bad things that look like elves that have horns when they show you who they really are. And there are good things, but they don't contact you unless you contact them. And then they're they almost not even concerned with what you're doing. Powerful consciousnesses don't want to dominate other people. They want to empower them so they don't tend to get together until things are really late in the game. Then they come together. Evil's always defeated because good is so much stronger. The elites believe that it's not in the third dimension that we're mainly receiving transmissions. Ships don't arrive from Alpha Centauri's or Gidi Prime or wherever they're coming from or Beelge's. They come here through interdimensional gates that are much closer, through fold space. And so we have to discuss the different influences that are in the universe and on the fact that we have free will and we decide what we want. I don't believe in any of this. I'm simply telling you what the elites believe – I never bought into this, looked into it. But then I began to think about what did I hear when I was a kid? What did I see? What was coming out government documents? What was being admitted? When I read all these books about World War II and the Nazis and Hitler obsessed with the Dalai Lama and the Tibetans and what they were able to do without drugs to interface with this and all the rituals they would do and how they would believe that beyond the ether, like at Skull and Bones, it's a German death cult, they do rituals and take drugs to talk to the goddesses. Well, they're just appearing as, you know, sexy, beautiful women. It's whatever you want as these spirit guides, because lower entities will come in and violate your free will. God and his angels, which are below him, will not get involved in your everyday life. They will not manipulate your free will unless you ask them in. But then the devil masquerades as an angel of light. And the elites themselves believe they're racing we're well, using human technology to try to take our best minds and build some type of breakaway civilization where they're going to merge with machines, transcend, and break away from the failed species that is man, which is kind of like a false transmission because they're thinking what they are is ugly and bad, projecting it onto themselves instead of believing, no, it's a human test about building us up. And God will send out a transmission for a larger plan, but evil is willing to come in. And what does it say? Demoralize. Get rid of children. Don't have kids. Humans are bad. You'll be will be better once you're all gone. And it's because it's their operational mission, for whatever reason, that we'll understand later what's going on. And so Google was set up. 18, 19 years ago, and this was, I knew about this before it was declassified. I'm just saying I have good sources that they wanted to build a giant artificial system. And Google believes that the first artificial intelligence will be a supercomputer based on the neuron activities of the hive mind of humanity with billions of people wired into it with the Internet of Things. And so all of our thoughts go into it. And we're actually building a computer that has real neurons in real time that's also psychically connected to us that are organic creatures so that they will have current prediction powers, future prediction powers, a true crystal ball but the big secret is once you have a crystal ball and know the future you can add stimuli beforehand and make decisions that control the future and so then it's the end of consciousness and free will for individuals as we know and a true 2.0 in a very bad way hive mind consciousness with an AI jacked into everyone knowing our hopes and dreams delivering it to us not in some PKD wirehead system where we plug in and give up on consciousness because of unlimited pleasure but because we were already wired in and absorbed before we knew it by giving over our consciousness to this system by our daily decisions that it was able to manipulate and control into a larger system. But like the Bible tells you, any pharmakia or any of that always leads to destruction because only evil is going to come through that way. So we're basically have these light sockets. We can't jack into the higher unless it's our free will, and that takes time. We jack in to the evil. So you can jack into evil. You can't jack into good right away. So it's quicker, it's easier, like Yoda says about Darth Vader. Quicker, easier, more seductive. We're made the image of our creator. Our brain is able to tune into the lowest dimension, the highest dimension. Humans are basically really powerful creatures that can live right close to suns. They're highly radioactive. Nothing else can live as close. We have very short lives because we're like a hive organism that actually lives second to second in the space-time continuum. So it's like a hundred years, it's a second. And we transmit our data up to be able to live next to like these stargate jump gates that are that are suns. So because we live so close to these suns, we only have like milliseconds to be alive. So we're actually a hive organism that keeps transmitting up to the next species in our in our in our hierarchical system and then down below us. So we're alive right now in this continuum. And we're trying to progress and, and, and make things better. And, and the elites are trying to make sure that we don't dial into that incredible knowledge we've got as a species and basically die as a species so that we're not competitors on the next level, as the Bible says, of the interdimensional plane. And, 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 and so when you study it, the globalists go to these events and they take bigger and bigger doses of drugs. They do electroshock. Uh, if you go back to owners of Time Life books, didn't weren't just in the 20s and 30s and the LSD and and other hallucinogens and apothecary, they were getting electroshock. They were they were they were having people turn their heart off to like try to communicate with these things to try to be dominant and get that. So you go back thousands of years, Merlin, you know the archetypal or or or, or these magicians or these these wizards are taking drugs in these temples and interfacing with these palantirs, these crystal balls, which aren't really crystal balls. It's their psychic focus of an interdimensional connection while they're on drugs looking into glass to then be able to see the future and understand what's happening to give them temporal power over this planet. This is an interdimensional force that wants to influence us to build something that absorbs us and kills us rather than the divine uh, uh, free will we're given to build something much better that empowers the, the species. So the species is now making a decision you about its entire from? future. Where are you right. getting this from? from? That's what it is. I love Christmas. Bing 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 bing. Bing ding Merry Christmas Bing 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 The
0: word Christmas I love Christmas. I love Christmas. You go to stores. You go to stores. You go to stores, you don't see the word Christmas. It says Happy Holidays. I say, Where's Christmas? It says Happy Holidays. I tell my wife, Where's Christmas? You don't see Merry Christmas anymore, right? I want to see Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Remember the expression Merry Christmas. You don't see. It. You don't see. It. You don't see it anymore. You don't see it anymore. You go to stores and you don't see the word Christmas. You go to stores, you go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word you don't see the word. You go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word Christmas. You go to stores, you go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word you don't see the word. You don't see You go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word Christmas. You go to stores, you go to stores, you go to stores you don't see the word you don't see the word. It says happy holidays. All over. I say, Where's Christmas? I say, where's Christmas? I say, where's
2: Christmas?
0: We're all going to be saying Merry Christmas again. That I can tell you. That I can tell you.